decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You yeah. can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh my god! Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. I made it. <laughs> you finally I made it home. Made it home. Uh, uh, une- where's my wedding ring? Ooh. Uneventful travels today. Uh, I nearly missed my flight, but it was totally my fault. Uh, but I made it, hmm. and it was fine. Well, congratulations. And uh, before we went live, I was curious if you had seen any of the Capitol Riot uh, committee hearing, <laughs> because this has just been uh, an absolute <laughs> delight of comedy. Holy cow. I can't wait to talk about this. I can't Sunday. wait to watch based on uh, your analysis. Grown men crying, trying to outdo each other in tearful, tearful performances. And uh, the story, the story from the black Capitol police officer who claims that the mob targeted him and called him a Biden voting N word <laughs> repeatedly uh, before they were trying to kick his ass. Another one of those things, just like uh, Brian Sicknick getting hit in the head with a fire extinguisher that somehow was never captured on the million cameras rolling. Uh, we, we never, we never heard or saw a, a new revelation. You would think in the six months of, nonstop smearing and political opportunism that has followed the Capitol right. If someone even saw that happen, of probably course. would have said something by now. 50 iPhones would have been on it immediately. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I saw the clips of what happened yesterday. I Did they have a hearing? I don't even know if they had a hearing today because I was I was off the Internet for a little bit. So I don't know what today's updates might be, but uh, for your mental wait. health. I can't wait. Yeah, I did need a mental health day and I had some stuff to get done. So, um, but certainly I look forward to discussing all of that on Sunday and I'm sure uh, listeners might have some thoughts as well. You guys know how it works, uh, on the call in show, but if you are new to the show and you'd like to participate, you can find the instructions for how to do so. They are linked uh, or listed in the YouTube description and we'll take uh, calls as usual tonight. We'll take breaks every half hour. Uh, check in with Super Chat on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo, and D Live, and then we will get to your email questions to close the show. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, or you're having trouble getting in live, send us an email question. The one and only place to do that is through the contact page on my website, mattchristiansandmedia.com/contact. There's a call-in show form there. Speaking of which, I totally forgot to open my Trovo and D Live chat, which is how I will see those super chats. So let's get uh, a caller in here and I'll see if I can get that going. Joe Kell is up first. Joe Kell, you there? I am. How are you guys? What's on your mind? Well, I uh, had a couple of different topics, but uh, I was wondering if you guys seen some of the stuff going on about uh, states trying to ban high-powered components for PCs. Yeah. Uh, is this because of, like, crypto mining and stuff, or is there another reason? So well, that was my – I was going to ask what your thoughts were. My, my initial thought was exactly that, just because 
you know, on the surface, they could claim it's energy conservation and all that nonsense. But the reality is, you know, mo most people don't own like high end gaming PCs. Uh, so my yeah, my immediate thought following that was, is this some sort of attempt from these states in particular to slow the growth of crypto mining down. Well, I haven't even followed the news. So are you talking regulations that are in place or regulations that have been proposed? What's the story with it? Well, the, some of it started in 2016. So I think it's a tiered rollout hmm. is my guess. So they're just, they started low and, and, you know, we're going higher and maybe that's even some of the reasons parts cost more and no one you know, it's not something you would have thought about until just recently seeing the articles, right? Yeah, I, I I don't know much about the specifics of the regulatory environment and whether this has. They're just saying they want to crack down on this for purely environmental reasons. That these uh, high end components what consume a lot of energy, and so no one should have an assault graphics card, basically. Or do they give? Just that's what they're saying, but that smells like bullshit. I don't. I, I think they probably they care more about crypto than they do about energy. I think so too. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, 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 it seems very naive to think the powers that be are going to let a viable or admit let is maybe a strong word stand aside while viable, truly decentralized currency develops. Yeah. They're not going to let that happen on their watch. Well, and how, how much of this is, do we really think can even be enforced you know, like, do do we think it's only really going to affect, <clears throat> excuse me, like retail level stores? Like, can they really affect all online uh, shipments and exchanges? I mean, what's, what would even stop people from just getting a P.O. box on a state border, too? Like, I don't, what are they, what are they going to come to everybody's houses that already <laughs> has one? Are you grandfathered <laughs> into? Like, Imagine in the future, you're going to have yeah. to do like uh, interstate runs for AR magazines and graphics cards. <laughs> This, it's like when you were younger, everybody probably had this experience, or at least I did. You used to not be able to get the cool fireworks in Montana. I'm talking like bottle rockets and Roman candles yeah. and stuff. So you just yep. drive across the state line into Wyoming. Now, we've since corrected that here in our state. Thank God. But Good. everybody's kind of had that experience of, oh, the cool thing is available across the state line. But now we're talking about pieces of plastic and electronics, basically. We're not even talking about. Yeah, dangerous yeah. things per se. We're talking about in the case of the computer thing, it just consumes too much electricity, which I don't even believe. I mean, out of one item in, in anyone's household, it's like if they didn't have it, it's not like it takes more than everything else that's in in the household at the same time, hmm. right? I I can't imagine that's the case. And I mean, even like dryers are very high in. <laughs> and electricity That's true. usage and, and nobody needs the high temp cycle need, you know right and you don't yeah. yeah you don't necessarily need the dryer everybody can just hang dry their clothes like is that where well, we're going next this is what don't drives me nuts anymore? this is why i want people who aren't necessarily gun people to think about some of the language and the philosophy of the anti-gunners even if you don't care about guns well nobody needs 30 rounds yeah just like you're saying nobody needs a dryer we had clotheslines last century or the century yeah. prior yeah, we can go back to that. Yeah. Living a life according to needs is actually a very bare bones, uh, terrible existence. You want to have luxuries. You want to have cool new of stuff course. in development. You don't want to live mm -hmm. by by needs purely. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm just I wonder 
like where does it where do we think it goes from here how far like and and obviously it's only like a handful of states to start but is there it's going to be i don't know anything about it is is there like a resource or a place i can look at this information i've just heard nothing about it uh i would probably just google banning it's five states it's like uh, hawaii washington oregon california colorado and vermont so I feel like if Vermont's on board, then maybe a couple more East Coast states do. It doesn't seem to be affecting anybody in the middle part of the U.S. for sure. Your now. state so, will ban gaming computers. Yeah, I, I already went on Newegg, and I can still buy one. So I was yeah. like, it must not. It must not either be an effect, or it must be like something else. And and does it even affect the businesses too? Like, when, where does it? What if you're like a no, you. Know, a self-employed business who would rather have the high-end gaming PC to do what you need to do instead of the enterprise machine that costs five times more. Well, this is crazy. I think this might already be in effect. I'm looking at an article on early game right now and they have screenshots from, um, Alienware. Yep. Uh, uh, gaming PC manufacturer. That's about all I know about them, but it's got a disclaimer at the bottom. If you try to ship this thousand dollar gaming desktop to your house, this product cannot be shipped to the states of California, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, Vermont, or Washington due to power consumption regulations adopted by these states. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'd love to know more about it. If you're able to, like, if it seems interesting enough to delve deeper at some point into either its own episode or the well, we Sunday can, show, that would we be can great. stop those violent video games and all that crypto mining in one <laughs> swoop. It's genius. <laughs> Crack yeah, down. I guess so. Crackdown. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for letting me know. I've heard nothing about this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got nothing else. So uh, enjoy the rest of your night with your calls. Hopefully they're not as uh, they're not as fetty hosting as uh, race mixing from <laughs> last, la- week. last week. Yeah. Dude. Last yeah. week got spicy, but I hope I haven't been raided yet. So <laughs> yeah. who knows? Take Thank care, you. guys. That's, um, that's uh hold on that's one thing that you and i haven't been able to um talk about actually uh last week at the end of the week i was able to go into that story in buzzfeed about just how much fbi involvement was in the whitmer plot have you followed that Mm -hmm. at all uh we did get a question about it i think okay but no it was they were heavily involved it wasn't three three of the five people they basically yeah we knew that before they basically did everything this would not have happened without the mm-hmm. fbi i i can't even explain it to you in like two minutes time here this is entrapment how can they do this legally well, that, the entrapment defense is what uh several of the defendants are that's the defense that they're building is an entrapment defense which is usually very hard to do from what i understand but the <laughs> at the they got the old randy weaver didn't they we knew the number that like most of the people in this van when they got busted were feds or federal informants but get this the the guy driving the van was a federal okay. informant he had flipped mm. for the feds months prior the actual kind of extremist guy in the car was recruited by that federal informant so brought into the group for the purposes of his extremism and where were they driving to pick up explosives from another federal plant that's too many feds. It, there were so it's hilarious. The BuzzFeed article, which I can't believe how good it actually is, but it's sourced through all the court documents, um, so it, it looks credible to me. Uh, yeah, they ba- basically what happened is that the, this federal plant took over the group and pro- eventually worked with this other guy to propose a bunch of extreme shit. And the original members of the group said, "I'm out. I'm not doing that." Yeah, and I'm then they kept this, yeah. doing it anyway. And then they busted them all. What one month before the election? magical 
Yeah, really. It, it's unreal. working hard to save America. Yeah, I'll send you that article later. It's uh, it's kind of a long read, but it's it's worthy of uh, of that read. It's really good. Uh, Mike DeWine's shit eating grin. You there? Oh, hello, yeah, sir. Yeah, so, yeah, Hi. Sorry. Uh, let me get the uh, stream muted. Sure. All right. Uh, good evening. What's on your mind? Uh, I just had some suggestions for the show, which I know you love. <laughs> All right, what do you uh, got? It, it's it's not really suggestions um, for anything of the show. Um, uh, just more of people I think that you would find interesting or interesting to interview okay. if it ever came up. Um, uh, the first one, uh, it's a total of three, so I won't uh, be too long. Uh, first one. Excuse me. Is uh, Doug Tenaple? I don't know if you're familiar with that name. With what? His name is Doug Tenaple. He's the oh. creator of Earthworm Jim. Uh, he oh. worked on Veggie Tales in the last uh, uh, part of it. Uh, I think a year or two ago, he actually got the rights back to Earthworm Jim, and he's been uh, creating his own, um, or he's been re-releasing not re-releasing, he's been creating new comics for him and uh, throwing them off on, or putting them up on like Kickstarting or Indiegogo. Um, he has been uh, kicked off of YouTube many a times because uh, mm. he likes to talk about the election, which I know that's kind of an old topic now, but he has been at... Well, it is and it isn't. The audits are still ongoing. Did you see what Twitter did the other day? <laughs> I Yeah, I heard about that. I haven't looked in, I only saw the headlines, but... I'm kind of uh, waiting for the final determinations and the final evidence and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But I would like to discuss it when that's available. Anyway, Blonde, if you didn't see yep. um, all the like the Arizona audit accounts and there was a Pennsylvania audit uh, account. Yeah, they were banned, banned on Twitter, yeah. which tells you uh, <laughs> that 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 let, gives you a bunch of confidence about, uh, yeah. you know, how uh, it was a secure and free and uh, totally fair election. We ban the accounts yeah. that look into it. Yeah, um, and beyond that, he's also had people following him for years because, like I said, he worked on VeggieTales because he is a Christian, and I think he came out with some sort of... Uh, I think the issue was um, uh, marriage, one man, one woman. So he's oh. had people follow him around, get him kicked off of old podcasts and stuff like that. Oh well, I'm so familiar with his work, but I don't know the guy, so I'll have to check yep. it out. Who are the uh, Who are the other two? Uh, the other uh, other one is I'll keep simping for my boy Nick Ricada. Um, oh I yeah, do I suggest him. I've seen uh, his stuff in passing before. Yeah, um, he's uh, he was or he's still um, looking into a case which. I don't know how, but everyone forgot about uh, Lucas Gerhardt. I don't know if you're familiar with that name. I'm not. What's the case? Lucas Gerhardt is a well. He, now he's a young man um, in uh, Upper Peninsula, Michigan. He was going to some university there. Posted on Inst- uh, not Instagram, Snapchat uh, to his friends a picture of his new AR he was going to bring in to the school. <laughs> Okay. The school has an armory because it's uh, out in the country, uh, out on the rural, you know, boonies, and they. Oh, allow, so he didn't even say, "I'm going to do a mass shooting." Lol. He just. <laughs> <laughs> no, his. I believe his exact quote in the Snapchat is, uh, 
looking forward to bring this up, this baby up, to watch the snowflakes melt. And by snowflakes, I mean snow. A uh, person who is not a recipient of that Snapchat reported that to campus security. He got arrested for making, quote, terroristic threats. And he was put in jail for, I want to say, three or four months without any hearing or anything. And then he got put on house arrest. And he's been on house arrest, I think, for 13, 15 months without a trial. And how old is he? He just had his... Uh, I want to say 18 or 19, something like that. So he was like a, a high, a junior or senior in high school at the time. No, no, no. Um, sorry, I, I got my uh, wires crossed. He was in college, this college. Oh. And um, he was like a freshman or something, but uh, oh, he's I not see. a freshman with okay. them anymore because they kicked him out promptly after this with, of course, no due process or whatever. And Unreal. he has not... It's been, I want to say, almost two years, and he still has not had an actual hearing. Okay. What's, uh, it's, wow, that's a crazy case. What, yeah. uh, we'll have to wrap up here, but what's the final, uh, yeah. recommendation? Uh, the last one will, uh, <laughs> is probably going to be the spiciest one out of the uh, mix, and this is also going, uh, with the theme of cancel culture, but that is Joshua Moon, which I probably never heard that. He is the, um, owner of the notorious kiwi farms who recent um first came to uh for anyone who doesn't know first came to note in the public light uh, as he was the (laughs) the farms was the only site that did not get rid of the uh christchurch shooting oh really yes uh they hosted the uh footage or at least they tore into the footage um until you know, everything blew over and everyone decided, oh, I guess this isn't too bad. Um, and recently, uh, they've been kicked off of a bunch of uh, their services, and they're, I think, in the looking to get delisted, mm. uh, com- you know, just completely wiped off the internet because some... <laughs> Some cub fur fetish, which you can look that up if you want. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll probably pass on that one. But yeah, um, we, we got to let you one. go, but I'll give you a quick final yeah. thought if you want it. No, I was just going to say he, uh, the uh, fur fetish, uh, uh, threatened uh, Josh uh, to take his thread off the form or else he would uh, he would pay him, I think, $10,000 to take this thread off the form or he would kill himself. And then he posted mm-hmm. on Twitter that he was killing himself. And then there, that's been a month ago, and there's still been no proof of any of this. But none of that wow. matters. So, All right. Well, uh, thank you for the call all. and for the recommendations. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Talk Have to you. Bye. Okay, Raggle Fraggle's up next. We had some technical difficulties before. Let's see if we can get him this time. Raggle, you there? I still can't hear him. Can you? I can't hear him. Yeah. Okay. So he's we have some, up. we Are have some mobile? kind of, yeah, I don't know if he's on mobile. Is he on mobile? Mm-hmm. You can okay. hear him. No, I can't hear him at all. So it's not, gonna, oh, okay. it's not, Sorry, work, Raggle, Raggle. unfortunately. Um, I don't know what the deal with the connection to me is, but I have nothing. And if I can't hear him, then the audience can't hear him. It was the same issue as last time. Uh, technical ownage up after that. A technical ownage. You there? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Good, how are you? 
Good. Yeah. So um, hope you guys are having a good week. What I want to talk about is uh, basically the vaccine mandates that are starting to spread around. I don't know if you've heard about them. Uh, I've heard. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're seeing increasing um, businesses mandating it for their employees. I know a lot of cities are man- mandating it for their workers things yes. like that it begins um, yeah exactly so it, it primarily kind of started with at least in the united states it started with california requiring it in state buildings and it's starting to spread through like hospital chains and now so um, is that Google, just employees or when you say state buildings anybody who goes into one anybody uh employees of the state yeah okay all right but now we're starting to see it spread to both Facebook and Google have come out and said that anyone yeah. that's working in their buildings has to be vaccinated by the time they start bringing them back. And it's so here's where my conflict lies. So for me, I am fundamentally opposed to the idea of requiring people to take a vaccination. Mm-hmm. However, I am for my job. I'm in an industry that I can just all just describe as like event production. So primarily what we do would be like corporate meetings. So, you know, companies will fly out a lot, a lot of their, their employees to like a place like San Diego and put on these big meetings and talk about whatever sales kickoffs and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So for us, when, when things started to lock down, all of that business disappeared. Everyone was like, we don't need to do meetings in persons. We'll just do it all online and through Zoom and, and so on. And so we've kind of been in this limbo waiting for production companies to uh, get back into it and for and for corporations to say like, okay, we're going to do in-person meetings. And nobody wants to be the first one to do it, obviously, because if something happens, that's terrible press. So that's why I, nobody wants to be the first one. That's it. Uh, probably like from a, because the majority of like our clients are like tech companies. Right? Yeah. So if, if, if they have an issue with their meeting and it and something goes south, it, it would be bad press. Right. Um, so there's two parts to me, right? Like on one ha- one side, I don't want people to be required to take vaccinations. But on the other side, if people getting vaccinated, especially within these companies, means that these meetings come back, that means my livelihood comes back. Hmm. So it's hmm. like a it's a very difficult thing to to weigh. And uh, I'm thankful that, you know, my my boss, he hasn't required all of the employees, all of his employees to get vaccinated. But he said that, like, if it comes down to it, if our clients are like, hey, all your staff has to be vaccinated in order for for you to come on and do our shows. It's like, what is he going to do? So, okay. Um, well, what do you what are your thoughts on this, or or what uh, I suppose is there a question angle on on your experience here? Are you do you feel like you're philosophically set, or is, is there anything you need to iron out in terms of your thought process? From my perspective, if it comes yeah. down to it, I'll hand in my resignation because um, mm. it's it's more it's more important to me on principle. Yeah, um, I just I feel so shitty for for my boss that has to get put in this situation, right? Because he he's probably on an outlier in the industry. That's like yeah. I want my employees to have their own decisions here, but if it comes down to him saving the company or losing it, like he doesn't really yeah. have a choice. So. I think it's uh, like this industry is kind of a niche industry. Like most companies can continue to work in home, work from home indefinitely and probably be fine. It's like, we record, like we rely on people to have these meetings. And if they don't, it's like, what do we do? Yeah. Damn. That's well, there's a whole bunch of competing interests there, but I admire that you're sticking to your principles about whether or not it's right to force 
um, you know, for someone with the jab and, and man, um, the iterations of this topic come up each and every week about what, what you're supposed to do at your place of work or what you're supposed to do at school when they try to force this upon you. And, um, well, I, I, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Maybe it won't. I mean, I, I have a, here's the silver lining that I would hope for in your case is that maybe a lot of the vaccine mandates at places like Google and Facebook or other places that could have meetings from which you benefit. How much of that is them being seriously concerned about vetting everyone's vaccine status versus how much of it is them just wanting to publicly broadcast the big virtue signal that it is? Will they really vet the like the guy who comes in to perform some kind of service at their facility? I don't it's still setting a terrible president, though. I agree. But I think I guess what I'm saying is he he might be safer than he thinks. Yeah, and that's kind of what my hope is. Um, I've kind of moved to a position where I'm not on the road as much, but there's a lot of my coworkers that are, but they're yeah. also hesitant about the vaccine. And I think we're all kind of in agreement that it might, in the short term, uh, might be like, you know, first thing they check every time, but eventually people get kind of get into the flow of things, get complacent, and then just stop checking, which would be great. Um, well, on the, and on the pessimistic side, I mean, I was sitting here last summer thinking, nobody's going to wear a mask. Who the hell would do that? <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, yeah. look how wrong I was on that. So, you know, the other the other thing about it is like as soon as these tech companies um, start requiring vaccines for their employees and an aspect to consider is like these are the same companies that could very easily create some sort of vaccine passport, whether it's digital. Yeah. And so it's like as soon as like they're on board with it, like they'll make the technology where you'll actually have to have some sort of passport because it, it, like I think the biggest hindrance right now of like grocery stores and stuff not requiring you to show proof of vaccination is that it's just hard to do. But if it was like a simple thing you scanned your phone on walking in the door, it might be much more attainable. Yeah, maybe. And I'm and sure there's... if that technology is there, the government will happily step up. And uh, and if it doesn't exist now, you know, it's not far off slash exactly. is in development right now. And, mm-hmm. and the government will probably happily subsidize Ugh, any expense God. these companies make towards it, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Man. We'll pay for it. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for the insight. And um, I, I wish you all the best. And I, like I said, I admire sticking to your guns on this. So uh, I hope it doesn't come to that. But, you know, you got to make the choices that you do. And, and I admire you putting uh, your principles first on that. Here, here. Have a good night, guys. We'll see you. Good night. Well, okay, that's a white I, pill. I, I, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's an interesting story because there's a lot of negativity and positivity in it. Um, yeah, God, man. Uh, it's I was just nice to hear somebody say that they would quit, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I hear people say, you know, people who are in a position where they have to provide for a family, and I don't know that he is or is, I don't know his situation, but yeah. I understand why people would make the sacrifice for their family too. I was listening to... Um, Bill de Blasio on MSNBC this morning, and he was talking about vaccine mandates coming to New York in various forms, including forcing it on city employees. And he literally said um, the voluntary phase is over. And he talked about how they were very nice. He said, we've been very nice. We've been very courteous. We offered lots of incentives like the burger. Remember me eating the burger and the fries. And he said the voluntary phase is over. I thought that is a perfect Democratic Party slogan, like the DNC. That should be a bumper sticker. The voluntary yeah. phase is over. Democrats. That's that's their outlook on basically oh everything. Oh, my God. And it's like, what the uh, hell does that even mean? The, what are you going to do? Put you round them up? What do you mean the voluntary yeah, phase you, is over? That's exactly what they mean. That's and the unreal. public will just love on it. Like, I... 
I was listening to this girl in line at the Denver airport today, and I thought she was talking about um, how the vaccines are stupid because I heard her say, like, she's so fucking stupid. I can't talk to her anymore. You should see what she's posting on online. And her mom was like, what is she posting online? And and she was like, well, she's posting that it causes infertility and then it causes blood clots and all this. And I'm like, you just have to get it. You have to get the vaccine. And I'm, I'm listening to this teenage girl talking about nuking her relationships with people because they won't get vaccinated. Oh, my God. Like, and her mom is like, that's so stupid that she won't do that. I'm like, are you people retarded? God. Uh, well, yeah, it's like, f- for one, <laughs> what's the better opinion of the two? But for two, is this really what a teenage girl should be concerning herself about, with? Yeah. Why should she care? I would kind of be so much happier if they if they were just vapid, normal teenagers, you know, but yeah. I don't know. It's fine. When when all the people that have taken the vaccine are dead in two years, the world might be better off. What happened to that rebellious teenage culture of rejecting or questioning authority and just kind of, yeah. I don't know. That's what punk rock culture was always about, right? Now it's, uh, you know, now you have to be fully vaccinated to get into the punk show. Basically, we're at that point. Yeah, you're supposed to you're supposed to not be risk averse when you're a teenager. Yeah. Well, it is weird just overall how the, in any other context, corporate skeptical left have become the greatest, use whatever term you want, servants of, slaves of, spokespeople for Big Pharma. They love Big Pharma. They can't get enough. Um, When it comes to Walmart, when it comes to Exxon, hate. Fuck those guys. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Pfizer and Moderna, they're the best. Love them. Can't get enough. Inject it literally straight into my veins. (laughs) <laughs> um okay uh raggle we can try raggle fraggle once more raggle you there oh wow you got it uh you got it working for me thank you hey can y'all hear me this time i can I now can't yeah hear shit no now oh, blonde can't uh, hear you god okay but well, if, if i, I, I can, can hear you if i can hear you at least the stream can hear you and i can relay okay okay well i do have some good news my dad got out of the hospital last week i was going to tell y'all no, oh, great. Don't have to pull me in. Yeah. He's doing better. He's doing a lot better, but it did hit him pretty hard. Like, he's still not quite well enough to go about, I don't know, about an hour without uh, supplemental oxygen. So, it, uh, uh, can I ask awkward. if this was a coof situation or was this something else? Yeah, this this was the coof. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear he's doing better. So, he's home now. He's not in the hospital. Right. Right. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, topics. Y'all want to talk about. Uh, uh, EDC or do you want to talk about uh, the movies or uh, I don't know what, EDC uh, being uh, everyday carry right right all right um, well I don't, we, we, we've talked guns quite a lot let's talk movies okay um, have you seen the new Ghostbusters uh, trailer no I didn't even know there was a new one yeah, they had announced it, uh, I think it was in early 2020. Now they released like a full trailer for it. I'm actually kind of looking forward to it a little bit because it actually looks pretty decent compared they, to, you know. <laughs> I was going to ask, <laughs> they get rid of the chicks? Uh, no, it's kids this time. Oh, but okay. So they, and they're real, like really, really nerdy. Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are back. And then, oh, I knew Bill what? Murray. Like, I didn't know Dan, Dan Aykroyd. That's what it says. The cast, Dan Aykroyd is listed in the cast members. And then they got the Stranger Things kid. Yeah. Yeah. And Sigourney Weaver's in it. Okay. Maybe. Maybe it'd be cool. <laughs> this is a, a new. Uh, oh, sorry. I forgot, Blonde. You can't hear. He's talking. 
my mistake. There's a new Ghostbusters coming out. Why? Uh, I don't know, but apparently it looks, I guess he's saying it looks kind of legit. Yeah. Well, I think it's, tell her, I think it's supposed to be Egon's uh, niece or uh, grandchild or something like that is uh, taking up the reins. So, okay. It's one of the, it it could be interesting. It's one of those movies where uh, like uh, the main character's child or grandchild takes over, you know, that's kind of what we're dealing with. But um, okay. Well, um, unfortunately, the without being able to speak with Blonde, it kind of puts us in a limited state. But um, if you have any more thoughts about the movie, go ahead and get those out uh, before we have to let you go. Uh, No, no more thoughts about that movie. But tell Blonde there's two movies I think she should add to the list. Um, Blues Brothers and the first Ghostbusters, the original one. But it's it's up to Blonde's discretion. But I can I can do it. But you know. relay it. Just relay it to her. See what she says. I'm curious. All right. All right. Well, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. <laughs> Are you open to movie nominee suggestions? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that settles that. You are the ultimate authority on these. Um, okay, Magni, uh, Magna Prime. Or actually, we're due for a break. Let me get. Uh, let me check up on some chats here because we're a couple minutes behind. Let's see. Uh, Ma- uh, over on D Live, Magnus von Tool. Thanks for supporting the show. Or Thule. Sorry if I mispronounced. Contrarian, uh, Peter, ETC. Uh, thank you guys for so- supporting the show. Deus Ex, Machina Prime. Thank you as well. Over on uh, Trovo Issue. Uh, Darth Jones, Super Shoe, and C2K says UK Koof news. FYI, this is going to become a thing. Last Saturday, they were anti-Koof pass, or there were anti coof passport demos in 19 cities in all four countries of the UK. The Biased Broadcasting Corporation (BBC) reported on these demos in Australia, um, Tunisia, and Brazil that day. Somehow, they didn't have a single reporter cover the UK. So. We shall see. I, I just saw um, before we went live that the UK is relaxing travel restrictions for Americans going to the UK. But of course, you have to be stabbed. Yeah, who cares? It travels over. It's over. I know. I'm bummed. I know. I didn't. You know, I thought that I wanted to get to Europe before the inevitable Islamic takeover, but it turns out that it was going to be uh, the the virus that ended the prospect. Uh, let's see. You you ready over there? Otherwise, I have Tippy Stream. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I think we've got a few. Oh, I've never been so tired in my life. This journey has just sucked it all out of me. Hmm. You wait and see what traveling with a kid is like. I'm sure. I'm going to. I mean, I'm not a big airplane travel person in general, but uh, yeah, trying to manage a kid with it, uh, I'm sure, yeah. is rough. Uh, Holden Mulray. Hi, Truth Seekers. This question is inspired by Blonde's Little Ordeal. How many miles are you willing to drive before opting to fly Ugh, as things stand today? I don't know. 500 miles. Well, it depends on... Are, are we assuming that the airlines continue to crack down with more and more bullshit, basically? He said how it is now as things stand. So how it is now, the restrictions are what just wear a mask on the plane and in the airport, even though nobody cares in the airport. Yeah. I, I, nobody bugged me. Um, okay. So given that the airport restrictions are annoying, but not, they're not the worst. 
Uh, yeah, I would probably put it in the, I'd put it about that range, like 500 under a thousand for sure. Anything over a thousand is pretty lengthy. Um, trip yeah, to drive. That's too much, too much with a kid. Um, and if the vax is mandatory to fly, no, that's, that's why I've been traveling so much. I'm like, better get, better get all this out of the way. Cause <laughs> pretty soon I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. Uh, and I'm sure I don't want to speak for you, but I'm sure it's the same. No, I'm. I was never a huge travel guy before this. Although there were trips that I wanted to take, but but now that it uh, it might become even more restrictive. Yeah, I I like where I live. I just want to stay here. If only the the uh, the Californians of the world and the New Yorkers of the world would stop coming in here to force me out, things would be fine, and I wouldn't feel wouldn't feel like I have to leave. But uh, of course, the trajectory is going the wrong way. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Laurel community strike. I talked about the Arizona audit. No stream one week. I have a meetup next week and couldn't announce Tuesday, August 3rd at 7 p.m. Tookie Mills Pub, 9 Depot Street, Hillsboro, New Hampshire. My boyfriend and I will be there. Um, I moved to Michigan August 5th. Sweet. Yeah. Congratulations. I hope uh, I hope the best for you guys. And if you're uh, in the New England, New Hampshire area, you'd like to meet up with uh our friend Laurel, just uh, send me an email and I can, uh, if I get any contacts uh, contacting me, Laurel, I'll send them your way. All the best. Incompetent and, hands. Um, I'm sorry. I just, I can, the, the YouTube strike thing is so silly. I've been. So it's retarded and arbitrary. Um, incompetent hands. Didn't have time to think of an email question this week. Have to listen later. Hope the callers stay spicy. Shout out to my Discord <laughs> bros. We'll talk soon. Peace. Last um, week was, uh, yeah, I don't know what it was. was, uh, what was it, going it got, on, but. it got, uh, they were good calls. Like I said, it's, uh, they were spicy, but they were all in good faith. And yeah, I, I appreciate true. that. Nobody's trying to get anybody. They're trying to have an honest conversation. Well, maybe about, there were some questionable, but, maybe feds calling in last week. Oh, well, if you're going with that angle, but I felt like just intellectually, I didn't think anybody was trying to get or gotcha or own somebody. It's just like trying to sort out complex questions. Yeah. We'll circle back. For the rest. Okay. Long list, so. I just have uh, one over on Tippy Stream. Um, Phil says, with Black Rifle Coffee claiming they will pay the racists not to buy their coffee, how does one go about claiming benefits? Do you send screenshots of your social media? And would Matt even qualify since he hasn't been able to get a real hit piece yet? Well, we were wondering that about this on Sunday. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. You should get in touch with Black Rifle customer support because if you show them, Here's a social media post of me being racist. And here's my former coffee subscription now canceled yeah. on account of me being racist. They gibby, should give gibby. Yeah, they should pay you. If you are able to solve this puzzle, Phil, I, uh, I would like to update on the show. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll come back to the chats uh, at the top of the um, I'll have to just circle back with you. And Magni Prime is up next. Uh, Mr. Prime, you there? Uh, yes, I am. Hi. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, I wanted to talk about college and career paths. Okay. Okay. Are you our same young caller from the other week? Uh, that is correct. All right. Well, thanks for calling back. Yeah, no problem. So what uh, uh, what about so, college and career paths? So first, obviously, is your view on college. Because right now, it's... There's a lot of brainwashing almost going around college, a lot of social justice classes and 
a lot of liberal leaning classes and a lot of people come out a lot more left leaning than they did when they went in. So I was just wondering about your view on college in general, I guess. They come out dumber, you say. <sighs> they they do come out dumber. <laughs> Don't you have a family business? Weren't you talking to us about that? Yes. Concrete. Oh, why would you go to college? Be- because it's freaking difficult. And I just, hmm. we just had two concrete plans and it sucks. Two so, what? I'm sorry. We poured two things of concrete today. We poured a wall and we poured footings. Oh, okay. So you, you don't want to do manual labor because it sucks? Yeah. I mean, it pays really well. To be honest, I'll probably end up doing that for the rest of my life. But I just well, definitely want a second option. If it, if uh, If when the time comes for my son... I wouldn't say absolute no on college. I I do value my experience, though. I wonder if, especially given the field of study that I chose, if that's a bygone era now. But if you had a like if you were thinking of some kind of STEM field or if you were thinking of a specific uh, career that you're aiming to get, say you want to become a lawyer, say you want to become a doctor, something like that. um, Absolutely. But I wouldn't I wouldn't go to college to become a philosopher currently, like don't go to college. I wouldn't advise going to college to get a quote unquote thinking degree. Um, And that's, that's what I have and I value it, but um, you see what they are now. You see uh, that I, in my, based on what I see now, they're, they're teaching you what to think instead of teaching you how to think. And that's a very important distinction. So do you have any, are are you thinking, um, Oh, do you have any thoughts about what else you'd like to do professionally? Do you have like a, a, a job that you aspire to? Uh, the first one is a lot less controversial. And I'll say that first. I actually think it'd be super cool to be a nuclear engineer in the Navy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's something. And if you wanted to serve in the military, you could, I mean, you, you can uh, join the military first, go to school later, or all sorts of things you could do with that. Um, that right. might make it a little more financially attainable for you because, of course, the whole thing is um, ridiculously expensive at present. Yeah, yeah, it is. What about okay, a different so, trade? Uh, uh, the second field. Yeah, this is a lot more controversial. Okay, but I want to. I want to solve crimes. This is like my number one thing. I want to solve crimes. The fastest way I can do that is joining the FBI. But right now. <laughs> Really You're corrupt. one of our Fed callers. <laughs> I know. Well, why don't you? Why, if you want to, if you want to solve crimes, why don't you become a cop? Yeah, the FBI creates crimes. You should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, um, but well, why? Why the FBI specifically, and not law enforcement generally? Because it's a lot shorter road. Hmm. And I kind of don't want to get bricks thrown at me while I'm just walking down the street minding my own business. <laughs> I suppose that's that's fair. Uh, well, even that. So, okay. Are, when you say solve crimes, do you mean like lab analysis, or do you mean like um, on the pol- scene collecting evidence? Okay, so you're I talking. Think you about, should like, be a cop, together. yeah, and then work your way up to detective status. You know, even small small towns have uh, terrible crimes. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, hmm. and the FBI hardly ever gets involved. Mm. Um. Well, that. that you know, maybe you can maybe you can turn around some of the issues that are that are there. But well, in both cases, though, getting back to the point, you're you're 
nuclear engineering aspiration and potential law enforcement or crime scene analysis aspiration. Both of those are going to require some sort of um, some sort of scientific degree. degree yeah, I would right. assume. I don't know necessarily about the the law enforcement stuff, but I I would I, uh, would think, I think that with FBI and law enforcement, it has to be any degree as long as you have. Uh -huh. Okay, so you can literally have a gender studies degree and still do the crime scene analysis. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. That sounds actually 100% correct. Um, okay, well, and, and how long do you have to decide when uh, when are you finished with high school? I'm finished in high school in three years and I'm taking a two year oh. break. So I have five more years. Oh, you have tons of time. Yeah. Okay, so, all right. Uh, it's, uh, what I would say to get back to your original question, given the plans at hand, I don't think it's a, a terrible idea to go to college if it makes sense financially. But the only other thing right. that I would say is stick in the, the hard scientific fields. Obviously, if you go the nuclear engineering route, you have no choice. But don't mess around with social sciences, social quote-unquote sciences, or any right. sort of philosophical study at this point. But black history is so important to our American What's, culture. I know, and it, but it pains me to say because I am one of them, and I, I a feel black? like I, no, one of the one of the the thinking degree people. I, I am one of them, and I feel like it was valuable to me. But I don't know that I would send my son to that anymore. Right. So because instead of teaching, it's more telling. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, you don't need to pay a hundred thousand dollars to be told what to think. You, especially in this age when you can go right. online and watch all sorts of lectures or, or effectively get something close to a college, at least academic experience for something close to free. Um, and right. you know, there's a, there's a social experience of college too, but I'm starting to question how much, how much value that is. Do, do you really need to go uh, experience all the degeneracy on college campuses to develop into a, a capable adult? I don't think so. Well, anyway, that um, that's another good point. But <laughs> the price, too, I guess is the other big thing. I'm hoping on getting a scholarship because I'm decent at grades. I'm I'm pretty, I would say I'm pretty smart. I do a lot of honor stuff. I'm going to get into a track and field this year. Cool. And I play some an instrument in the band. So Aww. I'm hoping what for a scholarship. Uh, the oboe. Oh, cool. Well, well you, yeah, you, you probably get a scholarship. Yeah, it sounds like you got a lot of you got a lot of drive. Um, so I think that these next uh, handful of years, they'll probably you'll you'll what your course is supposed to be will probably be uh, become clearer in your mind. Where you're driven, what you're drawn to, will become clearer in your mind. And I encourage you to just follow wherever that natural inclination takes you. Just steer clear of. The social studies, the social sciences, and I think you'll be just fine. Right. All right. Well, th uh, thanks for uh, calling in. We appreciate it. And I guess yeah, there's always YouTube to fall back on. There really is, <laughs> yeah. and honest, and I know you know it sounds like you don't like the manual labor, but here's the flip side of it, and just something for you to consider as somebody who went the the philosophical route. And it again, I don't have regrets, but I as I get older into my adulthood and you know, I'm trying to fix stuff around the house order. I don't have skills with my hands. 
and I can learn them and I've tried to, I've tried to become a better home repairman and try to build things and try to fix things. But I, you know, I woke up as a 30 year old man. And I'm like, I don't know any man shit that I should know. All right. That's a problem. Yeah. If you went into a manual labor field, odds are you'll be able to build stuff and fix stuff and, and have some of that know how that um, a proper adult man should. And you won't get that in the philosophy department at your liberal, liberal arts college. Right. No, indeed. Yeah. So just something and to they're consider. Always, they're like always hiring. It feels like there's always need for manual laborers. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I lost them. Did you? I, I did not, but uh, we'll we'll oh. have to, we'll, we'll let you go for now. But thank you for calling in, man. And all the best with your, yeah, no uh, problem. Thanks with for your studies. Having me again. Thank you. All right. Um, oh, hey, Damn, look I wish it? I had that much sense when I was his age. <laughs> That's uh I, I like optimism for the future and options and all that stuff. That's really cool to hear. Um, look who's here. It's Batman. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you cut out a little bit for me, but are you there? Yes. Yes. I'm oh, here. Can you hear okay. me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind, man? Um, well, I'm, I'm glad you guys seem to be liking the, uh, the voice bit that I did for you. I, yeah, I love it. And I guess we haven't spoken that much since you did it. But for people who don't know, um, he, he if you've heard the movie review bit the last few weeks, it's got the Batman intro and and I love it. But what people don't know that I haven't had a chance to explain is I sent you like a, a quick little script because I had an idea in my mind of what I wanted it to be. And you had sent me original voiceover and I put it together. And I thought this is cool. This is really good. And when I sent you that original one, you know, your response was like, oh, no, no. Now I see what you're trying to do. I can make it better. And I'm thinking his voice is already perfect. He's not going to make it any better, but okay. (laughs) And then you sent me back a revised voiceover and it was it was it was even more dramatic and better. And I thought, man, (laughs) this is this is a true professional. Maybe. Well, technically now, yes. So this is this is the (laughs) first time I've ever actually done a voice role for, you know, something that wasn't my own shits and giggles, but are um, you serious? I thought you had done voice work before I've been trained in it. And then I never actually oh. went and, um, went and did anything with it because, um, that was right around the time where I was thinking like, I don't want to be around these people. <laughs> well, it, it, dude, I, I don't know who you go to, to try to get voice work, but you know, I've said it before. You should. Cause your voice, like, I've done all these stupid voiceover stuff for myself and to make it funny or dramatic, you know, I'll mess with my own voice and change the pitch and stuff. I'm not exaggerating. As I said on the stream, I did hardly anything with your voice. It's basically the same as it was when you sent it to me. You put a little echo on the, this and that was about it, right? Just a little (laughs) bit to dramatize it. And yeah, there, there was hardly anything done to it. But it was, it was a good time to make. And, um, didn't even really take that long. It was like, what, one day for us? Yeah, I finally just sat down and did it. Like one morning, I'm like, all right, I got a block of time. Let's make this movie review intro. Let's email Batman and see what's going on here. And yeah, it all came together. <laughs> it was really cool. It, it did work out great. You did a good editing job with that. I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's exactly what I like. It's not what I pictured in my head because it's not an image, but you know, it's what I heard in my head when I thought about how this should be. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that worked out. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun to do. Anyway, um, All right, uh, what else is on your mind? Uh, so, uh, firstly, I did um, see the video that you put out today. That was really good. I think my blood pressure shot through the roof. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> um, I, and, um, 
to oh, Chloe Blondin or the rest of the audience who may not have seen, um, you know, Kim Gardner, the uh, Black Lives Matter prosecutor in your old neck of the woods. So uh, she, <laughs> by virtue of either incompetence or it appears some kind of uh, fraud, signing a prosecutor's name on documents, the prosecutor was there. Basically, there was a murder case in St. Louis. The guy is on video killing another guy, shooting him as he's walking away. He he killed a guy. It's a, it's a murder straight up. This guy's on trial in St. Louis. Kim Gardner's the prosecutor or Kim Gardner's office. But Kim Gardner assigned a woman who had just given birth and was on maternity leave to be the prosecutor. So nobody showed in up error? in court. She says an error, but now it's revealed that her that that woman's signature was fraudulently signed on court documents in like 20 cases. Wow. But anyway, this nobody black from nonsense. Nobody from Gardner's <laughs> office showed up for three months of court hearings, and the judge was like, "I have to let this guy go. Like he has a right <gasps> to a speedy trial." So, oh, so the murderer God. walks free. They have to send the U.S. Marshals to rearrest him. And meanwhile, the family of the murdered guy, who is black, Kim Gardner's supposed to be serving the black community. The Kim Gardner never even called them. They found out about the murderer walking free when the news crew showed up to, t- to interview them. <laughs> they didn't even oh know. Oh my God. Anyway. I that is to, incredible. I didn't mean to hijack so, your call. Back. When did I this just, happen? Are we talking about this on Sunday? No, I just posted a video about it this morning, um, oh. but it happened within the last couple of weeks. Jeez, that is incredible. And but, you uh, know that these people who, um, who, fraudulently signed their names uh, or signed somebody's name on those court documents, they're never going to see any kind of justice, right? Because yeah. they fight for the quote-unquote right side. Yeah, who would prosecute them, though, too? It's like they committed crime or like fraud crimes in that jurisdiction. I guess I haven't thought of There's got to be correction, right? If the prosecutor commits a crime, who prosecutes the prosecutor? I don't know. I think <laughs> who I think watches the watchers? Yeah, yeah, I really. think they're immune from prosecution, and the only justice they'll see is uh, comes with a copper jacket. Okay, just saying. Well, <laughs> defensively, Susan, it's a, a, a very nice jacket purchased from a department store. That's what I heard. Copper colored. Yes, I should. Yes, there we go. That's that's my that's my quality save. Are you one of the feds too? God damn. <laughs> you know, actually, for a while, I did think about working for the FBI, but I threw that um, threw that idea away real quick. Well, how far did you pursue it? Not very. I applied. Okay. Did you <laughs> ever get a call back? No. Oh, okay. Presumably right. because they looked me up and I had posted uh, horrible, horrible things like, um, um, you know, Trump ain't that bad on my Facebook page or something. <laughs> yeah, but you would be, uh, speaking of your voice, you could be the the guy who talks to the hostage taker with the megaphone. You know, you could talk to <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to call I think up, I would just agitate him. <laughs> you could call up the terrorist on the phone to try to reach a deal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how good I would be at that. You, I'm terrible without a script. If you were the guy at Waco, you probably could have talked Koresh into coming out. Uh, I wonder about that. Would I be given a script first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have, do you get to write it or you just read it? I don't know. Well, I can, I can write some, but um, I don't. I do a lots of lots of ums and uhs and I and I stumble a little bit when I'm not actually saying something that I'm reading. Yeah, yeah. All right. So well, it's always a pleasure to hear your voice. Um, anything else before we let you go? Um, so I'll I'll do this quickly uh, as a final word. Uh, are you familiar with the story of Pavlik Morisov? No. Uh, no. 
he was a supposedly 13-year-old boy in the Soviet Union under Stalin who um, ratted out his own parents and was treated as a hero by... Oh. Um, Sounds familiar. Yeah, so apparently this kid never existed, um, some sources say, and that this whole thing was devised as a story to get kids to rat out their, rat parents, out their parents in the Soviet Union. Oh. So that's what we're doing now in the U.S. Um, more or less, it's the exact same thing. Speaking um, and of... Really, Sorry, and really, we should be called now the, the USSA. <laughs> Speaking of, I don't know if you, you caught on Sunday, Batman, we were talking about that doctor in Alabama who claims that she, you know, deals with oh, young, healthy story. people. Right. So I got an email from somebody and the emailer is exactly correct. I should never have assumed she was even a real doctor because this emailer sent me a link to a gab video of someone trying to find where the, she says she works at this Birmingham hospital. There is no record of her at this Birmingham hospital. Seriously? There's no record of her anywhere. She's made up. Did indeed, they her, use the correct, but retarded spelling of her? This name? is the thing. This person even noted that her name is spelled three or four different ways in news reporting. There is no, there is no correct spelling. It's she's Seriously? made up. She's made up. Mm. She's a lady who put oh, on a white coat really? and, told this vaccine story just like you're talking about with this kid who ratted out his parents the amount of absolutely made up propaganda that we see just amplified uncritically the reason it's amplified uncritically is not negligence it's intentional it's because there's alliance between all these propagandists to make you believe these things are real so she put on her white coat which is not a lab coat sat down at her office at the nsa and belted that shit out yes <laughs> yeah 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 that sounds um yeah, we are the USSA. We're this is we're this there. Is ridiculous. We're there. We're there. All right, thank you, man. All right, that's all I've got. I, and I I should have had the foresight to think that because remember um, last year, remember the nurses in Denver who stopped traffic at the anti lockdown protest. No one. They could, weren't real nurses, were they? And they, they couldn't be verified. And then they, they never followed up on the story. Them. Yeah, nobody ever. They weren't real. There are so many of these fake medical professionals, quote unquote, who are just propaganda agents. I wonder if they're actually putting out casting calls and stuff for those. They might be. It would. I think people have found some evidence of that in the past. How did they find those nurses? They were all masked up. I think somebody knew them. And if I recall correctly, it was believed that one was a stripper and it was her DJ boyfriend at some club. What? You know, true fulfilled progressives out propagandizing you on the street. Anyway, okay, uh, let's get one more in here and then we'll take uh, some super chats. Marie, you ready to go? Marie. Marie, you there? Girl. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey. Oh, just checking in from the awesome state of Florida. So happy I moved. <laughs> That's right. You left. Is Florida uh, really awesome? It really is. I love the heat. I'm the opposite of Matt over there. Hmm. <laughs> you love the heat. What are you? Some kind of Cuban? Oh no! I just I just oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Cuban sandwiches are good, but that's they are. Yeah, yeah. What the hell's even on They're a Cuban? Sorry, keep going, and I'll look uh, this up. Yeah. <laughs> Pickles, mustard. So, yeah, so Florida is awesome. I'm so happy that I don't live up in Mass anymore. It's definitely nice to be free down here. I've been, uh, so we, we're getting all settled and working and everything else. is It's really great. Uh, I actually just went for my concealed carry weapons 
or a concealed weapons permit, I guess is what they call it here. Because it's not only your gun permit, you can carry machetes and all sorts of other ah, fun yeah, things. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> it's good for like 30-something states, which is awesome. That's good. And I, I bet, shot my uh... first gun. Oh, awesome. What'd you get? <laughs> oh, no, I just had to shoot it for, for our class. But oh. um, but yeah, it was it was a little daunting, but I'm definitely excited to go again. I impressed the guy with uh, my marksmanship. He's like, are we on some sort of game show here? Was like, this like your first <laughs> time shooting? Uh, yes, I've shot BB guns, but huh. not actual guns. So it was was it fun? It was definitely fun. It was an indoor range, all concrete. Yeah. So it was really loud. Yeah, I'd like that's... to go to an outdoor range. I, an indoor shooting I don't find very fun personally for that reason. Um but yeah, it you know was when definitely you, intense. <laughs> but if the, if it's one of those facilities where you can rent different guns or try out different things, uh, it, it can be fun in that way. But uh but yeah, yeah, it is especially for a first time experience it can be kind of rough cuz it's crazy loud and it's um did you feel intimidated at all by shooting the gun at first or were you comfortable with it? terrified to be honest yeah Um, yeah it's kind of (laughs) scary but um i did really well i was i was a little surprised honestly at how well i did you know um i hit the target all five shots you know i i would have killed him i hit him right in the eyeball (laughs) with the first shot (laughs) all right you know women have better accuracy i don't know that's what he said yeah i was like hey i don't have to do any more i killed him and he started laughing he's like nope you gotta do all of them (laughs) yeah but uh, so, yeah, I'm looking into what I need to get for my um, concealed carry, you know, everyday yeah. uh, gun because I need something comfortable to carry around. But um, are you looking for recommendations or you or you you have thoughts? In yeah, your I mean, if you have any recommendations, I'd definitely take them. Or if anyone in like the chat definitely has any recommendations, I'm a very small framed woman i'm five foot zero so wow i'm pretty oh. tiny hands you know i need something small but like i said i have pretty good aim so i'm not too worried about you know were, were you know. shooting really uh, do you much. know what gun you were shooting at the range it was a glock i'm not okay. sure much do you remember the that, caliber though. you were shooting 22 oh it was just a t- okay yeah. so 22 okay yeah. so you yeah. got a, a nice comfortable shooter yep okay um, we do have but, a Glock at home, but it's huge. So I'm, I'm kind of all set with that one. <laughs> is this, uh, is this place that you went to, they have a bunch of different guns you can try like rentals and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, down here, there's so many different ranges, so I'm sure yeah. we could find a different one, even if the one I went to doesn't have it. Cause that's, that's the real answer. I mean, I, f- just for general carry purposes, the six P three sixty five and, and, um, Springfield's Hellcat are, are, really the the top uh on the market i would say objectively but okay i've heard of the i've heard of the 365 but what was the other one hellcat the springfield hellcat which is more or less a clone of it's almost the same gun and that's why okay sig is suing springfield now apparently um (laughs) but but it, it really like you just because someone finds a certain gun comfortable to carry or shoot doesn't mean everybody does so yeah, I, number one thing that you sh- that you should do is head back down to that range and say, "Hey, I'm thinking about carrying. Um, I don't know if you want to carry on your purse or uh, on your person or in a purse or however you might like to, but that might Probably influence in your decision." Purse. Yeah, though I hate carrying them. <laughs> um, 
just just let them know your thoughts and they'll line they'll they'll give you maybe uh they'll they'll let you rent maybe a handful of guns that suit what you're looking for and really it's just you just go with what feels good what what you shoot well um don't the the number one thing i would say is don't do what i did when i got started which is try to have like a a cool looking or a pretty carry piece because that's that's worthless that's a waste of time you can do it later though i mean (laughs) yeah you you, can always powder coat or do the um the people uh what is it sonoran defense or whatever that sponsors you guys that's why i'm gonna get a lady derringer I cool. I show my husband that all the time and he laughs at me every time. They're so <laughs> teeny tiny. Um, They're I do so have a friend, I want one, even if it's just to sit on a shelf. <laughs> I know. Uh, I do have a friend that has a an anchor ankle holster that she really likes. Hmm. She didn't oh, like to okay. carry in her purse, and so if you do that, it has to be a pretty small firearm. I would otherwise have an ankle host holster, but that that could be possible. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Very cool. Well, or a thigh uh, holster. I bet every dude in there in the live chat right now is jizzing in his pants. <laughs> like, oh, she's five feet tall, and I've seen a bra holster, holster too, which is kind of cool. Wow! If you got yeah. big enough, is it know, in the big s- enough up top, center? you can cover them up right, real easy. <laughs> well, um, welcome to freedom, and I'm glad to hear that you're yeah. exercising it early. And um, absolutely, oh, and it yeah. takes 90 days for them to get this stuff back to me. So oh my I had to get that shit done soon because I Wins. can't. Uh, Florida I, needs constitutional. I'm in a carry. new place. What... I don't know. Uh, they're trying to get it. I think constitutional yeah. carry, but you know, new place. I don't know anybody. I definitely don't feel super comfortable going out alone by myself. So mm. I definitely would feel a little better with it. All right. Well, uh, keep so, us updated. With that being said, if there's anyone in the uh, Tampa, St. Pete, Sarasota area that is, you know, in local and wants to set up like a meetup for some shooting outdoor range, let me know. I'm in the Discord, Marie, and uh, that would be cool. I'd love that, to meet yeah, some people. It's just in Marie area. in the Discord. And um, Marie, will you send me an email? <laughs> And if people want to connect with you, I could do it that way too. Sometimes not everyone is discord is very confusing for a lot of people. So yeah, I, I don't go on it too much except for the show pretty much. So So if you just want to send me an email, if anyone uh, is looking to reach out, I can connect them with you. That would be awesome. Thanks guys. Have a good night. Congrats. Bye. Bye. All right. We are overdue for a break, but let's see what we have here and we'll get right back to the calls afterward. Uh, let's see. We are good on Tippy Stream, D Live, uh, Pilot Grove. Thanks for supporting the show, and we're good on Trovo. How about YouTube? Eric Burns, March. I don't believe video games cause violence. However, I would blame Donkey Kong for my inability to form a relationship with mentally healthy women. Instead, I chase dysfunctional damsels in distress. All men chase dysfunctional damsels in distress. Okay. <laughs> is there a such thing as a functional damsel not in distress i guess is what you're saying <laughs> no no uh it's just like the the prototype of the um the the biker guy that all the chicks want to bang hmm. this like this damsel in distress thing men can't help it they just there's, want a white knight for you there's probably something there's some instinct to that yeah i i would mm-hmm. think Steven Suarez, out of the 50,000 recent migrants at the border, only 13% actually returned to their court dates. Another 13 fitty. Am I right? Oh, wow. <laughs> <He also> says, 
<laughs> That's a deep cut right there. But uh, thank you for the statistics, Stephen. <laughs> I love Stephen. He's a yeah. gay minority, and he's just my favorite. I hope See, you guys are doing. I'm well not then. racist. That's my I have a black friend moment. Uh, I do that every time he talks. Uh, Steven Suarez, if forged ballots are good enough for our overlords, then Photoshop paper validation cards are just as legit. I like what you, I, I like what you're saying here, dude. Uh, yeah. Tell us, follow the logic. More. Sounds fair. Um, Long Don John, uh, potential silver lining of Biden's unemployment benefits. If companies lose workers over vaccine mandates, how easily will they be replaced? Maybe workers have more power to stop it than you think yeah yeah maybe yeah. although um yeah they might i I, guess, I was wondering about this the other day as they make more and more people dependent on or expecting of government benefits whether it's unemployment or even social security and medicare later in life all of these things all these government benefits these are supposed to be uh or at least in the case of social security and medicare entitlements that you collect on later in life are we really far off from them making them making those benefits contingent on things like vaccination or, or other behaviors that they want you to exhibit? Mm, no, but that's not really who they want to get vaccinated. I don't think the, uh, I also don't, I don't think that dumb people are really falling for this in the same way that people of average intelligence are falling of this, falling for this. <laughs> It's well, the Dunning Kruger effect. It's it's like I talked to some like stupid hick last week that was like, "This shit is so stupid. Like this this is dumb. I'm not doing any of this." And they were probably like a ninety average IQ ninety something like that. Well, there uh, is. But you talk um, to some leftist with like a one hundred five IQ, and they're like, "Oh, we're, if we don't get the vaccine, we're going to die." It's, yeah, it's the when, strangest phenomenon. When did intelligence become compliance? Um, that that is pretty bizarre. Yeah. But I think we're watching it, and. We talk about resistance to the vaccine. Democrats keep wanting to make it about, uh, you know, right wingers, Trump supporters. Statistically, it's a lot of of minorities in urban centers who are yeah. not getting the vaccine, and they don't really want to yeah. talk about that. They don't they don't want to acknowledge that, but it's true. So I don't know. We'll just uh, I guess we'll just pretend that's not the case. Anyway, did I say prototype when I meant to say archetype? I don't know. God, I, my- it, it My got past me dude. if I missed it. I'm so tired. I can't wait for you to have a baby so that you can be exhausted with me. Um, just two more for right now. Nicholas right. Skolton, no note. Thank you, sir. Philip Hayden, no note. Thank you, sir. And we will circle back to all of you others in 20 minutes. All right. Let's get back to some calls uh, and then we'll uh, close out with email questions. Next up is Orb. Orb, you there? Yeah. Hi. Uh, how are we? Doing Hi. this fun. Doing well. Morning. What's on your mind? Uh, I have multiple things, but uh, have you noticed there being any like optic in the strictness of YouTube comment censorship? Any what optics? Is that what you said? Uh, in the in the comment censorship. Just like a, a changes to it, or yeah, I mean, I, I mean about a month ago, or maybe two months ago. I can't find the oh, logic no, in it. I can't find the logic in any of it because they'll ban like our chat constantly. Certain words are banned that don't seem that bad, but then actual or like really bad words will get through fine. Or for example, you can't yeah. say the word faggot in the chat, but 
in response to that a few weeks ago, Blonde said faggot multiple times. And YouTube and responded by saying that was totally fine. No restrictions whatsoever. Yeah, I, I started to think it's not really the, it's not like a word filter. For about two months, almost mm. all my comments get automatically deleted. So maybe it's the, the individual gets put, gets put on that list. Oh, maybe. I don't yeah. even know why. On, I, I on all people's any. channels? Yeah, I mean, it could be completely innocuous thing like a, a timestamp and hey, this is a like a song and this is a it's a cool part and oh well timestamps timestamps often automatically get sent to spam but it was like there are times that all comments get auto deleted hmm. but it's weird because i don't think i ever used any uh abusive language or any any violation of guidelines there's really it, no rhyme or reason to it yeah i can't there figure is it one out. thing i think it started after i had this uh there was this comment thread where i well, let's say I made some provocative uh, statements, not uh-huh. in not in any abusive way, but just um, basically I was making an argument for slavery, but it, it was not. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. You, if you it, want it to make the so case, clear. we this is the place to do it. By Anyways, the way, so uh, keep going. if I could restate my uh, what I think possibly got me flagged. Well, the idea. So okay. you, you were basically, yeah. You were ha- um, you were making. If I understand this correctly, you were making a pro-slavery case in a comment. Is that what you're saying? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't frame it that way, but the idea is that, um, well, let's suppose, slavery the, silver linings. Is that what you're getting at? What is the relationship between a dog and its owner, a human? Ah. Isn't that the same as a master and slave? Ooh, spicy. <laughs> um, well, but I don't think that the algorithm is picking up on the moral, uh, you know, the moral context or the moral quality of arguments. Like if they're just banning words, but it's it's also possible that they work um, together with the algorithm. And sometimes they'll read your comment and be like, oh, this guy can't post on anybody's channel ever again. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, why the, I think it's somebody manually flagged it for like this is an annoying comment. This that would make sense. My sensibilities because the AI necessary to analyze uh, the sort of complexity you're talking about in an art, like analyzing an argument for whether it's quote unquote hateful or not. Um, I I I know they can do a lot of advanced stuff with their tech. I don't think they can do that. Yeah, but. I, yeah, I wish I had an answer for you. I don't because it's all a big mystery. The, Susan operates in mysterious ways. That's all I can tell you. There's no sense to what she does. I'm thinking it's my, you know, these uh, algorithms, algorithms that uh, analyze graphs and just connections and clusters of of people and their behaviors. Yeah, it could be that they simply have defined a rule that if there's a if what? people are associated with this cluster. Who yeah. tend to be associated with these ideas, then I, just apply very strict rules or something like that. I bet you guys are onto it that it's like individual assigned. So uh, the what I the best way to test that I think would yeah. like make a similarly spicy comment on your account that you think has been punished, see what happens, and then create a new account and post the exact yeah. same thing and see what happens with a different email address. Yeah, yeah, I would have to create a new account for every comment. I <laughs> suppose <laughs> 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 start fresh every time. Anyway, all right. Any uh, final thoughts from you before we let you go? Yeah, not not this time. So, oh. all right. Well, thank you for Have calling. I appreciate it. Yeah, bye. Okay, Nomad is up next. 
No man, I'm there. Stupid YouTube. Oh yeah, hey guys. What's on your mind? Well, I wanted to know if you had heard about this uh, case um, where the FBI seized um, over 80 safe deposit boxes without a warrant that allowed them to do that. <laughs> I have um, not. I have not. So do tell the story. I'd be curious to hear. Oh yeah. Well, so the FBI was investigating this company because they said there might be criminal activity, money laundering, and they got a warrant but the judge would not sign off on them taking the safe deposit boxes because those just belong to innocent uh, customers or at least, you know, whatever. Um, and it's actually 369 boxes. They seized all of these boxes that had valuables in them because they might have been used in a crime. Did they have That's a warrant? That's outrageous. Okay, so did they have any kind of warrant against the bank? Um, they did, but the warrant specifically said that they could not take the boxes. So okay. they did it. Anyway. So that's that's pretty. Yeah, it's not just taking liberties if it says on there. Well, anything Don't do that this. they find is inadmissible in court anyway. Why would they bother? Because so far they've confiscated eighty-six million dollars in cash and millions more in jewelry and other valuables. But it wasn't defined in the warrant. How can they take that? Um, they took it. Uh, they have it. They have it in their possession, and they are refusing to give back any of the valuables to the people who who were renting those boxes. And uh, I had a real normie they, moment there. I'm like, well, but but it's against the law. Why? How did they do it? And you're like, they they just did it. <laughs> this this is in Beverly Hills. I'm trying to look up yeah. the story right now. Judge rules yeah, against. Uh, oh, the oh, is, so it looks like within the last couple of days. A judge ruled against the FBI. According to the LA, LA Times, federal authorities have now suffered two new court setbacks in their attempt to confiscate tens of millions of dollars seized from this Beverly Hills safe deposit box um, that the government was legally barred from searching. So it looks like they're losing in court, at least. But if you're one of the people who had something in this in one of these uh, safe boxes, you're just out of luck until this is all resolved, I guess. You have to hire an attorney at your own expense, and oh. you do not get reimbursed if you win. That's crazy. There's a guy in here who is a food service worker and had stored his life savings of $57,000 in cash in the box. That was all his money in cash. They took it. Oh my God. Wow. Yep. Yeah, and they can seize anything at any time even if the law says they can't, because who's going to arrest them for it? Hmm. I, yeah, the, I had heard nothing about this. And how? When? When did the original seizure take place? Like, when did they take this property? Back in March. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I see it in here. Jeez. <laughs> when? I'm waiting for the headline of uh, you know FBI. Uh, FBI uh, st sticks within the rules of the law and successfully prosecutes criminal case <laughs> of a guy who was actually doing a bad thing. Yeah, really. Uh, they just yeah. uh, the yeah, whole thing. No, I mean, sorry, we have, we have a weird connection. I think yeah. the only thing I was going to say is throughout, you know, like a Russia Gate and stuff. 
the common talking point was, uh, well, you know, it's not the rank and file. It's just corrupt leadership at the FBI. That's all. It's just a few corrupt heads. Like it, it kind of is the rank and file. It seems like it seems like pretty much everybody at the FBI is very morally flexible to be as charitable as possible. Um, you know, it's even if there are higher ups who are extremely corrupt in making these orders, who's doing it? Yeah, and if you don't follow, if you follow your oath to follow the Constitution, then you're not going to follow your leadership's orders. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. I'll have to look at this story. It's news to me. Um, thanks for letting me know about it. Do you have any uh, other thoughts before we oh, let yeah. you go? Oh, yeah. Real quick, uh, Blonde, did you see my uh, message about the broken toe? Oh, that was disgusting. Yeah, I saw it. I mm. saw it. How are you doing? It was a. I'm wearing a big plastic boot over my foot, and I can't work for a couple weeks. Oh, that sounds kind of sweet. Except I have no savings because the Rona kept me from being able to go to work. Ah, that's that's rough. I'm sorry to hear it. Um, what toe did you break? Big toe. Big my toe? big toe on my right foot. That's my driving toe. Oh, shit. All right. Man. All right. Well, a, qu- a speedy recovery to you. I'm sorry to hear it. And if it bugs oh, you, yeah, you thanks. can always you guys have a- cut it off and give it to me. I was going to say, we're blonde has an extra toe. She might be able to sew on there. Yeah. <laughs> See you, man. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I assume we're we're on definitely for toe reveal. Yeah. This Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Okay. It's going to happen, people. Okay. It's Orwell's... actually hard to see it in the jar, so I don't know how I'm going to. But we should rehearse beforehand, maybe. Although I kind of, I'd kind of like to see it live on air for the authentic reaction, but. It's not should... immediately recognizable as a toe. Okay. So maybe we should figure it out beforehand. Um, Orwell's Ghost, you there? Yeah, guys. What's going on? Hi. Not too much. What's on your mind? Oh, nothing. So, uh, Mike, no, the wife and I are, uh, we're packing up, we're packing up and we're getting ready to, uh, to move here in the next couple of days. Uh, movers are coming in tomorrow. They're packing up our shit and we're moving to greener, greener pastures. That's nice. right. Or you, where were you, where are you leaving? Was it Virginia? I can't remember. Yeah. We're leaving the worst state in the fucking world. We're Washington, DC. Right. And, and you yeah. didn't you're... tell us where you're going. Did you? Oh no, we're going to like Hampton roads, Virginia. So like, Norfolk, oh, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll be down there. We're uh, we're pretty excited. We're getting all our stuff together. No, what I was gonna um, what I was gonna tell you is, I, last week I was in the you know I didn't get my my name was way down the list. A mm-hmm. guy called in and he said, "Yeah, hey guys, you know he, he called into I guess to the general chat. He's like, yeah, my he's like I haven't called in in like three or four years." Um, you know, my username used to be this and he said his name and I was like, wait, did you say that name? And he turns around and he goes, yeah. And I said, were you in the Marines? And he goes, yes. And I was like, were you in this unit, you know, at this time? And he turns around and he says, yes. I was like, let's hop into a private chat real quick. We got to talk. <laughs> this guy, this guy and I were like super close friends. Whoa. We haven't wow. talked, yeah. We, we haven't talked in like, we haven't talked in almost 10 years. Wow. And cool. yeah. Yeah. And we, we chatted for, so we chatted in, in the discord for, I don't know, maybe like maybe about 
30, 45 minutes. And then he just said, Hey man, here's my phone number. So we talked on the phone for another two hours and it's really cool. I don't want to like, I, I don't want to kind of air this guy's laundry, not dirty laundry, but just air yeah, his laundry. Yeah. But he, he sort of, he had a tough time when he came, when he was in the Marine Corps and he got out and had an even tougher time and sort of like abandoned religion completely and was just, you know, mm. kind of took the Richard Dawkins approach, like Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, like religion's horse shit. I'm done with it. And then he, you know, kind of, again, I'm not being uh, sort of cynical about this, he sort of went out and found himself and started dabbling in Eastern religions. And then all of a sudden, you know, he, he found a parish that was real close to where he was sort of camping and doing his own thing. And he's been like a devout Catholic for three or four years. And so, and I've, I've been talking about wow. the Catholic church for probably about a year and a half, two years now, I've been thinking about it. Hmm. And we talked for, I mean, probably the bulk of that. I mean, we haven't talked for 10 years and probably the bulk of that conversation was about Catholicism. And I mean, we had so much other shit to talk about. And yeah, it was just a fun, Wow, it was so it was it was so random, and my wife was like, "I can't fucking believe that." Yeah, that's wild. That's so wild. It's really cool to hear. um, Obviously, because anytime we're we're able to have sort of community connection through this show, we always love to hear about that. But to have a to have like that kind of philosophical alignment, um, and potentially that'll that'll influence or sway your your journey. on faith. That's all, this is all really cool stuff that, um, that we yeah. really enjoy hearing about. So thank you for that. Yeah. And, and if I can, yeah. And if I can say something, one, <laughs> just real quick, he, he said, I haven't called in, I, I haven't called in the chat in about three or four years. I was like, mm-hmm. shit, I didn't start listening to them until like three or four years ago. And yeah. I didn't even start calling into the chat until about a year and a half, two years ago. But, um, yeah, yeah it was really, it, it's really cool. I see it more with military guys where they just, you know, kind of, pick up on subtle hints and then they're all of a sudden like, wait a second, we know each other. Let's hop in the chat. But it was a good, it was a good, had you guys spoken really since had have have you guys spoken since you were in the Marine Corps together or this is the first time we hadn't spoken since he got out, which I think that was around 2012. So, wow. Yeah. hadn't, Hadn't spoken at all. And he sort of got off social media and, um, then got back on. And so once we figured out, you know, our social media shit, we sort of, you know, reconnected and at some point he's going to probably come and visit, you know, visit me and my wife at Hampton roads and awesome with his, well, with his brother. And yeah, we'll have a good well, that's, time. That's great. Please send our regards too. Um, absolutely. Yeah, appreciate totally. the story. yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let you guys go. It was uh, good talking to you guys. Hopefully I'll catch you guys next, next week when we're in our new house. Sounds good. Congrats. Have on a good move. move. All right. Yeah. You guys take care. Right. All right. Thanks. All right, bye. Wow, that's so wild. Okay, so yeah, that's uh, you know, small world stuff, but that's that's what's so cool and great about um, I don't know about the internet and about doing a show like this is it it takes a great big world where you feel like you're alone or like you're you're a crazy person out there among crazy people. But the ability to connect with people of a very similar mindset, very similar values, very similar interests. Uh, it's really cool when the world just shrinks in that way. And not yeah. only do you find people who are a lot like you, it might be someone that you knew a decade ago. And, yeah. Uh, and I've met a lot of people that are fans of the show and they, they were all, it was like, we have known each other forever. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it, yeah. Anytime I meet somebody who uh, I know listens to the channel, listens to, to the show, whatever, it's always 
it, it can be a little awkward to meet someone at first, but you still know, all right, like, I bet you'll find this type of joke funny, or I bet you'll know about this. So you have some yeah. way to kind of connect with that person quickly. That's true. Although it is weird when somebody knows stuff about you and you don't know anything about them. Yeah, but but you know, I guess what I'm saying is in that situation, I feel comfortable asking them questions about their life. And I don't yeah. feel like I'm walking on eggshells because I know that if you listen to like the, this yeah, corner of you've the already internet, been <laughs> yeah, like you're not you're not going to be easily offended. You're not going to mm-hmm. you're not going to be upset. So, yeah. OK, uh, we'll get uh, we'll have two more callers. We got reloaded AK and then it is the last stream, the last call in stream of the month. Well, last stream, oh, yeah. I guess, too. Dangerous spaces. And then Dangerous Spaces gets final word. Yeah. So reloaded AK, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, hey, guys. Um, I don't want to be too long. I don't want to take up Dangerous Space's spot. I just wanted to shoot this stuff by you. It might be something you want to talk about on Monday. James also ended up writing an article about PayPal and ADL partnering up to mm-hmm. um, treat dissidents like financial criminals. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this has been released today, a few hours ago, and more or less what the ADL get now is, uh, uh, let's see, is access to, well, I'll read this paragraph. Although this is a flagrant violation of users' privacy, PayPal's terms of service agreement grants the ADL and their part, or that the, grants them and their partners, which is the ADL now, the ability, the ability to collect and analyze detailed user and transaction data, including home addresses, personal characteristics, banking information, purchase history, geolocation, biometrics, and employment information. And Blonde probably knows the history of the ADL, just like I do, and why they started it. So, you know, it's kind of an interesting story, but, you know, it's not something you want to talk about on air for the most Why? part. Talk about I, it. I don't know. Susan Bait, I guess. Like, considering <laughs> the fact that I'm one of the spicy callers, I'm not a Fed, by the way. I sent a super chat about that. <laughs> not a Fed. Oh, as though that, as though super chat. I know. No, I, I, I appreciate that. But, um, like, yeah. Feds are going to be like, oh, I'm totally a Fed. No, this, I subscribe the, the FBI to the would... Terry Davis uh, uh, school, okay? <laughs> I forget that, how much uh, the yeah. um the feds spent on the Whitmer plot uh, in terms of like hotel well, there stays. There were twelve informants. And, yeah, there was I mean, out of thirteen yeah. people. There were, 12, there were twelve out of thirteen. I thought it was three of five. Oh god, no, that's so they, much worse. No, the final it was that was the final van, but it, everybody involved. Yeah, yeah, there were twelve. Basically, like twelve out of thirteen informants. There was one guy that got nailed, but the thing is, he only showed up to like one meeting and said, "I, I kind of don't want to be a part of this guy." Yeah, well, and I'll some of them. Some of them had left the state. One guy moved to South Carolina. I was like, I don't know. I'm not really down. I'll see you guys later. He moved to South Carolina. <laughs> Peace they, out. They found him anyway and dragged him in because yeah. he was the only legitimate one. Uh, but, you know. Man, the, how uh, do you recognize a Fed without it interfering with community building? Uh, I mean, do they just advocate out of nowhere for, like, very violent things? Do they keep asking you if you want to make Molotov cocktails on this maybe piece of ancient federal property? like? Hey, there's this old like um, post office or wherever that's owned by the feds. Technically, do you guys want to go practice doing things out here <laughs> yeah. and get like locked up for being for planning shit on or uh, doing domestic terrorism on federal yeah. property? That's I think the real key is just to say everything online that you say in your personal life. So then, if anybody is a fed, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to hmm. destroy. There's you. no point in spying. Yeah. Well, yeah. There truly is no point in spying on me. <laughs> But uh, I, I, before I get too <laughs> before I get too far into the we, uh, the weeds, um, it says according to the press release from PayPal, I, uh, I guess, or from the 
It says, I applaud PayPal and the ADL for joining forces to combat hate and extremist movements who seek to utilize financial platforms to bankroll their criminal activities and profit from the spread of racism and bigotry. Oh, this is from Manhattan District Attorney C.Y. Vance, Jr. Cy Vance, Jr.? Mm. My office stands ready to assist financial institutions, businesses of all kinds in this urgent fight to stop hate and protect members of historically marginalized communities. So, we, like, PayPal's been doing this kind of stuff for a while, but this is just becoming one of those things where it's, like, formally crystallized into everybody's consciousness that this is what they're doing. Yeah. And I guess these guys have, think they have such big swinging dicks that they uh, don't have to worry about this kind of thing anymore. And since the uh, idea of an extremist is very loose in the current definition, we need to all be very careful about using things like PayPal. But I don't want to take up any more of your time. I'll let Dangerous Spaces get his call in. You got to yeah. have a good night. Thanks for the, thanks for the info. I, I had seen uh, the story and I haven't looked at it closely, but uh, you know, a lot of those details are helpful. And um, yeah, I mean, I, people ought to be wary of uh, how much we want uh, financial companies vetting our transactions and our worldviews before they'll allow us to what buy, uh, I don't know, buy a Snickers bar at the grocery store or something like that. Who cares? Like, I don't care if you are hateful. Why can't you buy whatever you want yeah, provided it's not, illegal material well the being a dissident is a, is illegal matt you don't understand yeah, i know well we're heading that direction absolutely yeah have a good night guys thanks for the insight man bye okay uh dangerous spaces is up next uh, uh, <laughs> the to connect it together with what we started the show with that that uh black capital police officer who claimed that he, the n-word was yelled at him repeatedly if the footage came out and it was later proven that it was FBI undercover FBI agents who yelled the N word. at him. <laughs> Oh man. I'd use that sounder forever. That That's uh, that sounds like a fantasy scenario, but it's actually not that far fetched. Dangerous spaces. Out, they would, they would bury that shit. <laughs> Dangerous spaces. You get last word as usual at the end of the month. Um, so I've mentioned it before. I am on blood pressure medication, so I really need to try to keep it down today, but hmm. I, I can't guarantee. Uh, has anyone brought up the January 6th, the start of the committee or commission or whatever they bloody We talked about it a little Skag bit brief me about to it, start yeah. the show because I can't wait to see Blonde's reaction to some of it. And actually, no, none of the callers brought it up, but I <laughs> this is some of the funniest political theater I've seen in a long time. <laughs> The tears. I'm sure you saw. We just mentioned the the black uh, capital police officer who said that they yelled the n word at him a whole bunch. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with let's start with that because I've got I'm going to rant. I'll try not to take up too much time, okay. but no, go for it. No promises. So the people that apparently were insurrectionists that were trying to overthrow the government took time to sit in Nancy Pelosi's office, yeah. dress up as a minotaur. Uh, what was the other one? Steal a podium. Yeah. Steal a laptop. Stop and talk to the police there and insult them and call them names. Um, you know, uh, like, I'm just looking at this going, you know, this is so frustrating. This is such bullshit that anyone that's looking at this is like, really, how can you think any of this is, you know, like, how can you believe any of the The guy that slammed the desk and was smiling as he did <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, like he's trying. He's obviously trying not to be. You can kind of see a little one. He rehearsed in. it um, in the mirror so many times. You got to see the clip. Blonde. He's like, "It's a disgrace, a disgrace." <laughs> Does it like? That? Do you think he really rehearsed it in the mirror? Oh yeah, you could tell. He, he's like really he was, into. He was watching. He was watching Al Pacino movies. This whole damn thing's out of yeah. order. Yeah, 
I'm surprised that didn't come up. <laughs> stuff like that. Um, the the and plus the you know, let's let's also go on with the thing of every single person in that room that is part of the committee voted to uh, voted to impeach Donald Trump over this, which yeah. means they all have their pre preconceived conclusion as to what the thing is. Uh, the idea of we're trying to get to the truth of this. Every single person you brought up on that first day was literally just giving an emotional account of what happened that day. It didn't give you any information about what led up to it. Yeah. But we well, did learn that the N-word was uttered. That's a new fact. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah. But, and you know what? Actually, one I want to say, because if I don't, I will forget it. Huh. I get sick of when people go, uh, you know, there were people picking up flagpoles and, and beating cops with it and stuff like that. That's not okay. Fine. I'm, I'm perfectly happy to accept that. But two things. One, that tells me that they had to either improvise weapons. They're insurrectionists that didn't come armed with anything to overthrow the government, yeah. which doesn't make any sense. And B, the question I never see asked is who started that violence? Did they, did they start the violence or were they being attacked? Because all those pictures are from outside. Yeah. So if they're being attacked by Capitol Police outside in an area where presumably they have every right to be and they're fighting back against it and trying to defend themselves, that's very different to they just started hitting officers. Yeah. But no one has asked that question of who actually initiated the violence. Now, if the officers said, look, you have to push, uh, you have to move back and they kind of tried to move them and then they hit, then yeah. that's also against because you know they've given them orders to move back sure. you know, etc but that's still a question that's not being even that question's not being asked have you seen the viral clip but, of the maga hat guy running up to a uh like a, a capital police officer in riot gear saying hey man this is our capital like why are you letting them just walk in there you need to call for backup now what are you doing and the riot police anything? guy is just like shrugging it's a it's a great clip like, and I saw another clip of, um, I don't know what room they were in when they were uh, certifying the election versus what, because someone was walking into what appeared to be where the vice president's supposed to sit. Uh, it looked I like think the, state it, of the, the Senate chamber. Is that what you're talking about? It looked like the State of the room, uh, Union room. I don't know if that's different. Uh, that's in the House chamber, that. but, you know, basically the same. But they were walking into a room and they were sitting in there and there's just a cop coming and going, oh, yeah, you're not allowed to sit in there. You need to hop out of here and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like there's so many people meandering. But, you know, the Ashley Babbitt clip, how many people were trying to break down that door? There was maybe, what, five, six? Mm -hmm. How many people yeah. were standing yeah. behind them doing absolutely jack shit? Well, uh, and, like not, and not, not, people not the cops. I mean, I mean like the, in, the yeah, yeah. so-called insurrections just stand there doing nothing well and to, like, and to the point too yeah those cops that were behind there it's you can't see the whole time but it doesn't look like they're they're fighting or actively engaging they're just kind of there and then they rush to aid babbitt out. as soon as she's shot mm. i wish i knew what the express direction uh they were given was well there's also the and uh, and there's conflicting reports on this the idea that donald trump offered like an extra 10,000, I don't know if it was National Guard or extra Capitol Police, or he offered extra protection. It's like, that's kind of weird for a guy that's trying to overthrow the government is to offer protection against people that would actually in, enact that. That seems, it seems yeah. kind of odd. You know, yeah. Yeah. This whole thing. And no one's even been charged with assault, much less anything that could be, I don't know what sort of I charges I thought those guys who, who sprayed the, I thought those like Libyan guys or whoever they were who sprayed, 
in the general vicinity of Brian Sicknick. Didn't they get assault charges? I thought. Yeah. I think uh, that was but, it. But possibly. they ended up being misdemeanors. And yeah. But I mean, the thing is, yeah, you know, if there was an insurrection, surely there's charges that can be brought brought alongside. Oh, the other one that well, that now I'm thinking on the, you know, if someone hires a hitman, you don't just charge the hitman; you charge the person <laughs> that hired it. Yeah. Okay. Donald Trump said, "I exp- I know that you can go make your voice heard peacefully." What kind of fucking hitman are you hiring that said if you could peacefully kill my wife without violence? <laughs> What? Yeah. It doesn't make uh, sense. What are you talking yeah. about? This yeah. Whole, like, sorry, I, sorry, I'm trying to yeah. calm myself down a bit. No, I, I, I've, I felt the same way watching a lot of it. It was so funny. And I I know that I, I shouldn't take enjoyment in it because at some level it represents a uh, serious decay in our country. But I'm just going to enjoy it like a movie for now because that's really the only choice that I have. And as, a, yeah, as an unintentional comedy, one of the best I've seen for quite some time. <laughs> Five out of five wikis, got to say. I was going to say, if you're going to enjoy it as a movie, maybe you should do a movie review on, <laughs> yeah, it on the actual website. Well, and I was wondering, like, I could I could do that as the movie review this week. I could certainly do the, the black cop guy's hoax hate crime of the week. That didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it just, it, that's why I loved it so much. It had so many themes of this show packed into one. And just wait till you see the crying, Blonde. It's like the fake crying is so good. Oh, Adam shit. Like, I look Adam forward to it. Adam Schiff, I'm looking at when he's when he's not able to produce tears. I'm like, maybe you should have actually, you know, gone to a, like acting school or something, dude. You know, if you yeah. can't do it, don't try. Fake but, crying you know, is I'm, very very difficult. When I'm listening to him, I'm like, dude, you were the guy that told us you had evidence of Russia, the Russian collusion. Yeah, that you never seem to produce, which is weird. You would think, at very least, you would give that to Mueller. Yeah, you were the guy that made up the quote about what Donald Trump said to what was it Ukraine? You were the guy that made up. <laughs> dude, you don't really have much um, credibility here. Maybe just maybe just shut up. You, you know, <laughs> one can dream. He never will. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts. We'll definitely uh, we'll definitely talk about it on Sunday some more for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and of yeah. course, thank you for all your uh, your work helping us uh, produce the show. We appreciate it. Yep. No worries. No worries. Shout out to Meadley last week who kind of said, Dangerous Spaces is working his ass off. I'm like, that, that's, that's, that's probably a bit generous of a description. <laughs> although tonight although tonight I did have to juggle because people weren't around and there were tech problems and stuff. So yeah. this week I was like, you know what? Maybe there are weeks where I do that. You know, maybe he's All not, right. you know. Well, we do appreciate it. Appreciate it as always. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. No worries. You guys have a good night. You as well. Let's okay. Uh, that'll do it on calls. Appreciate everybody who called in tonight and appreciate your patience if you weren't able to make it. Um, but if you are having trouble getting in live or you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, we do take questions at the end of each week's show. And, uh, if you'd like to send one in, the one and only place to do that is through the contact page on my website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Check out the call in show question form, send it in there and we will answer your question at the end of the stream each week, as we will right now. This is flying whales. I'm growing. We got a question almost exactly the same last week. Mm. I'm growing more concerned for the state of my home country, Canada. Currently I live in the U S in the U S but the border closures and restrictions make me concerned that my 92 year old grandfather may die before I can see him again. Do you think these travel policies and restrictions are going to last for years to come? Uh, Yes, I do. I mean, that's why I've been getting all of my traveling 
out of the way now, uh, no matter how inconvenient for the show it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really do think it's going to become much, much more difficult. I think they're going to roll out vaccine passports. And if you want to see your grandpa, you should do it now. I mean, he's 92 anyway. How how much how much longer is he going to last? You could get stuck in Canada, too. There's, I know there's a lot of political pressure. I don't know if there's a lot, but I see like our senators and our governor here in Montana trying to exert some pressure to reopen the border uh, with Canada here because, of course, that's there's a lot of uh, travel. Uh, I, Montana probably has Montana's got to have the longest stretch of any state along the Canadian border, I think. I, sense of geography is terrible. It's got to be. It's got to be the longest of any individual state. Anyway, that there's a lot of traffic that could and should be coming across that isn't, and that's you know, that's that's rough, not just for families that are divided along that line, but just for small businesses that exist there and and would make money from uh, Americans traveling into Canada, Canadians traveling into America, and vice versa. Uh, but do I think? Hmm. Do I think they're going to last for years to come? <laughs> I think everything's going to last for years to come. I think we're being conditioned to accept a weird new normal, which includes yeah. basic, which includes heavy restrictions on pretty much everything we do. So, uh, yeah, if 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 you want, if it's very important to you to see your grandpa soon, uh, I, I would take advantage of whatever opportunity you have to do that. If the border does open up, um, I would go as soon as possible because just like mask stuff. I mean, it, you had like three weeks of unmasked, technically unmasked in L.A., for example. They yeah. said, okay, if you're vaccinated, you can take off your masks. Just kidding. You could see a situation like that on the border, too, where, okay, you can go visit your grandpa. Just kidding. There was, like, a case in Saskatchewan. And now you're so stuck, now you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like you're right. And you know who else has a lot of uh, border, surprisingly, Maine, because of the shape of the state. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay. Aussie Thank boy. Not Aussie, but Aussie boy. Says, hello, Matt, I'm 16 at the moment, and I would want to know what advice you would give to your 16-year-old self praying for your family, Matt. Well, thank you. Um, If I could talk to my 16-year-old self, uh, let's see. Um, I would realize that I have a lot of time to focus on myself, and I don't necessarily have to worry about social relationships as much. It's not that I would advise myself to be antisocial, but... My teen self would put put a lot of value in friends or girlfriends or whatever as extremely important and irreplaceable, I suppose. And as I've as I've gotten older, I've realized it's not that you should be loyal to your friends. You should be a good friend. But the harshest reality of adulthood for me has been realizing that your friends are a lot more replaceable than you think they are. Um, Ooh, that's true. Which you've helped me to realize. Uh, And that's not to say don't get rid of people just to get rid of them, but every friendship should provide value to your life and it should be a a mutually beneficial relationship where you're helping them out. They help you out. I spent a lot of time in my younger years maintaining bad friendships and bad relationships out of nothing other than loyalty. Just like, oh, I've known this friend for a long time. So forever, I have to keep giving him or her a million chances, even though there's nothing positive being contributed to my life. And as I got older and developed the courage to actually ax relationships that needed the ax, everything got a lot better. So that's true. That's what I would say. Like, don't be afraid to 
hold high standards, high standards for the people in your life. And don't be afraid to move on when people prove themselves to be not up to the standard. Um, yeah. it's, it was tough for me to confront that as a young person, but I was all the better for it later. Yep. That's good advice. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I would definitely say don't start drinking or using any substances. That That's hmm. what I would say to my 16 year old self. So hold on. I just need, can you fill some time for a second? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I never really got into the party scene and stuff, <sighs> but you. If, if you're a person who's tempted by that, I've never, as I, as I've gotten older too, I look at friends and people I've known in my past who are still kind of in that party lifestyle, you know, at 30 plus years old, uh, they're not it's happy. so depressing. They're not happy. Yeah. They're, you don't want to go down that path. That's a bad path. Oh yeah. It, it's a, it's a bad path. However, if my life didn't go exactly how it, it has gone, I wouldn't have my specific child and husband. And so I have a hard time with this. Like if I could turn back time thing. Cause I truly wouldn't change anything no matter how bad it got. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, you will be, if you're 16, start dealing with all of your family pathology and everything right now so that you're sorted out and you're marriageable by the time you're in your twenties. Don't bring all of your childhood baggage into marriages mm-hmm. and friendships. You can and deal with that when you're a teenager. And I think even in your view of not wanting to change what you have, if you just think about that in general terms, like what you have mm-hmm. in general terms, absent the specific people, which I know they're important to you and they should be, but you think about behaviors that you can engage in that make achieving what you have more likely rather than less likely. And right. I mean, yeah. you definitely want to um, be, have intent for every relationship that you get yes. involved in. Like I hate this thing in society now where, where dating is just some kind of pastime and there's really no intention behind it. If you're not, if you're not interested in marrying somebody, don't date them. Yeah. Don't, don't have premarital, marital sex either. And good luck. uh, Thanks for the question. (laughs) (laughs) McMonahan says, or you're up actually to read, right? Well, what are your thoughts on shaming? Oh, I like this. Shaming fat people. It seems to work in Japan where the obesity rate is lower than Ethiopia. Will fat people respond to shaming better than encouragement? Um, yeah, I definitely think so. I think that there is a very tight correlation between the rise in American obesity and a you know reduction, a concomitant reduction in the amount of shame that we dole out. Hmm. Uh, the amount of outfits that I saw on this trip to Colorado, like every chick I saw, I'd be like, you shouldn't be wearing that. Like, wh- seriously, like what, what, is there no man in your life? That's, that's not, that can't say like, you're too fat for that outfit. I'm of kind of conflicted mind on this because I, do I think that there are behaviors and activities that we've become way too accepting of that are worthy of shame? Yeah, absolutely. And and you can name some like that. However, the other side of it to me is that almost never am I persuaded by shame. Like me personally, it, it, when but people was change there a time my mind in your or, life when you would have been maybe, I don't know, like every worldview I've had that, that I've changed or every behavior that I've changed, um, has been either something that I arrived at on my own or something that somebody kind of persuaded me to do through like a, a, a reasonable approach yeah, or an a, a yeah. appeal to reason. But that said, 
That's you know, true. Uh, you're, you're a talking different about kind of person. And there are. There totally are. I, I don't know that what persuades me or changes me is the same as for every other person. Right. 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 But I do yeah. know that for me personally, like if you sh- if you shame or try to tell me what to do, that's the best way to get me never to do that. Dig and your to do heels the opposite. In, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there, I think there is a reverse effect, too. Uh, but most people aren't like that. Most people are dumb, especially women. Uh do need the confines of shame to know uh, how to operate in society. Maybe it is different by the the sexes. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's something that women respond to more than men or will actually change behavior in response to more than men. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm. I gained weight in college when I was like a junior. I gained like 15 pounds. And I remember this guy telling me it's a little late for the freshman 15, isn't it? Whoa. And it like... It like cut my soul <laughs> open. I lost that weight so fast. Uh, you know, he was a dick, but he was right. I was chonking up good. And he he probably changed you for the better. I still was kind of fat for like a few years, but I got it together. It's fine. <laughs> um, this is recovering Vargtard. Dear Matt, um, <laughs> like you, I'm on a personal journey to seek metaphysical truth. Unlike a lot of people on the dissident right discovering, rediscovering religion, however, I do not think the truth lies in the written word. I do not believe one should need faith to believe in the divine. If the divine is real, one should be able to interact with it in a manner just as real as if you and I were to converse face to face. I'm agnostic and I've maintained that I remain open to Christianity if God reveals himself to me in the same way he did to the likes of Moses, Abraham, or David. Do you think my expectations are unreasonable? Yes, of course those uh, those expectations are, un, are, are unreasonable. This is a question to you, though. Uh, well, it's certainly the mindset that I had and have had. That is to say, I don't I hesitate to believe in something without some kind of tangible evidence of it. Yeah. Something I can touch. That said, there are things that are that I believe to be real that you can't touch. I suppose you can observe them, but let's say, say the concept of objective morality, which is really what drives me down this path. I believe it exists. I believe it. You can observe it by, by um, at least inferring it from the behavior of people watching what people do, trying to trying to gather what the purpose of a human being's life is and, and, mm-hmm. and get an ob- objective sense of morality through that. I, I think it can be, so I guess what I'm saying is you can you can create a concept and arrive at a conclusion without having a physical or really tangible thing to grasp at. The, even the concept of objective morality itself sort of re- requires a bit of inference. It, it's not as tangible as, say, studying the composition of a rock or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yet I believe that it exists on the same objective level as the composition of a, of a rock, broadly speaking. How do I get there? Um and if I believe that exists and I can get there without that sort of tangibility, I'm open to the idea that I could get to the concept of a creator or a God or whatever the origin of that morality is without say a, 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 a tangibility that's the same as the composition of the rock. Well, right. But, I mean, we believe in tons of things as, as absolute scientific proof that we can't interact with in the same yeah. way that we can like like uh, viruses and, and yeah. bacteria things like that i mean it to some degree everything it, you have to take a leap of faith to believe in in everything yeah. that you can't I, hold in your hand i yeah. guess let's think about it this way like you're saying i want the revelation 
I, I wouldn't say that that's un, unreasonable, but I would say my perspective is, and, and I don't know how you would respond to it, obviously, but I think we have to keep eyes open to what that revelation actually is. For example, to use a Bigfoot metaphor, if I found the footprints in the woods, in the woods, I have not seen the, there has not been a Bigfoot revelation to me. Right. But if I found the prints and they're yeah. crisp and they're clear, yeah, I can, you know, I can make an inference based on that. And I have to be open to, to that sort of uh, revelation light if exactly. it presents itself to me. So I don't think you're unreasonable. I just, I, I hope that I hope that your mind remains open to what that revelation might be. And maybe that's just me looking for that myself, but uh, I don't know. That's, that's just my perspective on it right now. Thanks for the thoughts uh, and, and Godspeed in your journey as well. Hulk Hogan's giant sweaty balls. Oh, Question, is it immoral to not want children? As a recent college grad, having recently taken on a full-time position for the first time, um, has left me stunned with how little free time it leaves me to pursue my private interests. I used to think that I would like a family, but if I feel this overworked as a single guy, it's caused me to seriously think, uh, rethink that. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I do think it's immoral. God wants us to reproduce and he wants us to marry. Um and it sounds like you are pretty selfish. I mean, pursuing your private interests. You're, you're, you, what you want in life is going to change. And, and how much time in your life do you want to spend pursuing your private interests? Is it fine that you're going to be a hobbyist and an old man and you're not going to have a family? Also, I reject this notion that uh, getting married and having kids requires more work of you you just kind of move things in life around i don't feel particularly overworked when i only you get a great though. wife it creates less work for you in fact but this, the wife yeah. would say the same i mean the yeah. husband and wife relationship they make each other's lives easier not harder mm -hmm. when it's the right relationship at least yep um i is it immoral well i would agree with the idea that that in general i think that um that is a it is a a fulfillment of your purpose to have a family and to have children. And I think it's generally the path on which most people find happiness. Is it immoral yeah. in a way that it harms somebody else? Of course not. Um, but mm -hmm. is it immoral in that it may not, you may not reach your true potential without taking that path. Maybe that's up for you to decide. But I will say if I assume you're fairly young, if you're a recent college grad. And as I've said before, You'll talk change. to me, talk to me 10 years ago. I, I would have said the exact same things. Oh, I, I have this job and it takes up a bunch of my time and, Oh, I want to do all these hobbies of mine. And I, I don't know that I have the time or the interest to be a dad. I don't know that that's for me. Give yourself some time to enjoy those personal interests that you think you want to. And there's nothing wrong with that, but don't be surprised when those personal interests, um, ultimately you run through them and they don't fulfill you as much as they used to. And you'll be looking for what, some you know? additional purpose. Yeah. You'll be looking for something bigger. And and I, th I don't think there's anything wrong with waiting for that desire to get to, to find you. Um, but the only thing that's wrong with it is if you allow yourself to be closed off to opportunities for it in the meantime, you know, sometimes yeah. the right situation presents itself. And you're never going to have an opportunity to meet hot young chicks like you do in college. So, um, you're a young guy. It sounds like I don't think there's any problem with you living the life you want to live for now, but uh, 
just just keep in keep in mind the general trajectory this takes because like i said i would have said the exact same stuff was said exactly the same 10 years ago and also i should if if you are really stubborn and you're going to continue to pursue your hobbies even in a situation where you have a family and you know that about yourself then then don't have kids Mm -hmm. but know that you sacrifice something divine for your uh worldly selfishness and i just think about what i wouldn't say that that a life without children is incomplete necessarily but i what i look forward to most about becoming a dad soon is that is like a, that is a one of a kind incredibly meaningful life experience that there really is no substitute for it's not the mm-hmm. same thing as having a hobby or liking to go to this place or that place or do this activity it it's a fundamental part of a human life that really can't be substituted with anything else so mm-hmm. if you want if you want the full human experience everything that a human life has to offer i think that becoming a parent is is part of that and i, I would hope that everybody gets the joy of experiencing it i can't wait it's a lot of fun um none. this is this the, the is name is none i guess no name yeah. um if the right has a tradition of collecting weapons for generations while the left does not is it not more advantageous for us to be against two A? bear in mind that the complete leftist takeover of our country was done without a single shot needing to be fired and the right has had their guns this entire time proving them almost useless to defend against all of this abuse yes but the time to defend ourselves with our firearms has not yet come. We don't know the value of the firearms that we already own because we're still in the midst of this of this collapse. Um, I think you might change your tune in, in two to five years. Uh, but there's a degree of truth to that as well. It hasn't really protected us at this point. Has it? I saw a great meme the other day. You know the Batman slapping Robin meme? Yeah. Robin saying, I lost all my guns in a boating accident. Batman slapping him saying, if you're talking about losing your guns, it means it's time to use them. They say yeah. defensively, Susan, of course. But of course, yeah. um, I, I guess I just don't I, I have to take a little bit of issue with the premise here because I don't think about rights um, as strategically advantageous or not. I, I don't like to think of them that way. That There's something that they're in the right to defend yourself is inherent to your humanity and should be protected as a fundamental moral good, not because it gives you ad advantage over your adversaries or something like that. It's just, it's, it's about the right to protect yourself if attacked. And I think everybody is deserving of that right, regardless of their views. And that's why I don't like to think strategically about this. Um, there goes our stream. What the hell happened? I lost connection to you. Okay, now you're hey. you're still here. And was this m- my end? Well, no, I think it was a hiccup on my end. The stream, <gasps> the, yeah, the stream went like red on the connection for a minute, but now it's back. Anyway, I th- I think it's still good. Just in case I have to repeat myself, though, my the two cents of what I was saying or the gist of what I was saying is just I don't like thinking about rights as, as strategic pawns. I I want to think about them as inherent goods and protect oh, them that's, accordingly. That's a good way to think about it. Um. I did want to read this super chat comment about oh. having kids uh, from Southern coast, have lots of kids. So some Haitian immigrant doesn't punch you to death in a nursing home in 2075. <laughs> yeah, dude, you there don't want to is. go out that way. <laughs> Speaking of lame deaths, was that, is that a reference to the Detroit guy who did that? Yeah. yeah. It happened a few times. Yeah. Is it multiple occurrences? Okay. 
You guys are so funny. Oh, I love our audience. Uh, ben says, I would love to hear your thoughts on the whole Simone Biles situation and the media tripping over themselves to proclaim her to be the greatest athlete ever because she quit on her team. Last night's NBC Olympic coverage was an absolutely pathetic merry-go-around of former Olympic champions, proclaiming her to be the most stunning and brave ever. Thanks for the Sandy Safe Space where winners are winners and quitters are losers. I have mixed feelings about this because I love Simone Biles. She's done more for gymnastics than than any other person. She's like achieved gymnastic feats that people previously thought impossible all while uh, getting her molested her entire life. Oh, was she Plus one she of the Nasser victims or something else? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. She, yeah. Um, also she came from like a really dysfunctional family. Her brother murdered a bunch of people recently. Oh yeah. We talked about that before I think. Um, and uh, I think that, I don't know anything about gymnastics, but I think what happened is that she just like biffed really bad and then it just made her choke and she just like, she just lost her confidence. And so she knew she wasn't going to be able to compete and she was just going to continue to choke. Um, it got in her head, you know? So I, I don't have very much of an issue with this, but I also don't care about America being the best at anything anymore because we're not. And <laughs> so I, I don't give a shit. I, I didn't watch it. So it's hard for me to opine. Um, I've heard a lot of people's takes on it, but I did not watch what happened. My understanding is, yeah, she had some sort of um, performance mishap and decided I'm having a mental health issue and walked away from her team in a crucially important moment of competition. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. After she choked a few times. Yeah. As a general rule, I would oppose that. I think walking out on your your team, um, even if you had a bad time, is is sort of a betrayal of the team and it's poor sportsmanship. Now I have to qualify. I don't know. Is she diagnosed with some kind of mental health issue or is the, is there an actual mental health thing at play? PTSD from the molestation and an anxiety disorder. I mean, I think that that is an excuse because she lost her confidence. Yeah. I'm based on what I know without watching it. I'm not a fan of that, but I have I have to kind of punt my opinion on this because I didn't I didn't see the event um, and I haven't watched the video of it. So I will have to be fair to Simone and leave it at that. Uh, Let's see. Blank. uh, No name here says is the in the US. Is there a process for ordinary citizens to try to start an FBI investigation anonymously if the suspected a crime occurred in another state? I'm pretty sure they have a tip line. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And they take their tip line seriously, except for. several mass shooters that um, <laughs> people people would tip the fbi off to who who did who was it most recently uh well i know that there was a fbi inquiry into the parkland shooter right or at least yeah. they had been tipped off about him yeah 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 i think virginia tech guy also Cho. Yeah, I mean, I, you can definitely submit it and see how it goes. Um, I, I saw it's some, about me. Then. I saw, speaking of investigations that I would never endorse, these are just memes that I saw. I saw a great collection of memes about, uh, you know, if you want to defeat all this, like, no-knock and raid nonsense that's going on with the feds, we just have to start no-knocking them. Uh, the, the memes about no-knocking the FBI and ATF agents, which I disavow. Ooh, spicy. And weren't funny in any way. And I definitely reported to this tip line um (laughs) it was just like it was like chad you know the chad meme yeah yeah. okay like the chad guy in a hawaiian shirt like on some coffee table you know with uh he was in a home he was in that's all i'm saying 
he was helping himself to some things within the home. It was funny. Anyway, I've probably said too much. <laughs> William Fitzhugh, last one, says COVID vaccination is being mandated for the federal workforce and contractors. Presumably a mandate for the military is next. Is there a reasonable way to push back from impacted families? I wish I had I wish I had some advice to give or something to say. Uh, Ugh, God, I can't say anything with, without hoisting myself in my own petard here. The only thing I could, if I was in this situation and I didn't want to leave the job outright and I wanted to try to change the policy, the best I could do, I think, is I would try to talk to like-minded coworkers. Yeah. And and we know, well, and I'd have to ask you this, uh, William, generally government jobs are heavily unionized. Do you have a union in the workplace? Maybe. Maybe you can sort of uh, flip that to your advantage and say, I, I really oppose this. And I've got a whole bunch of the other membership here that really opposes this. Go to bat for us and try to get this policy from the boss reversed. And that's a, probably mm-hmm. a tall order because we know how progressive union leadership tends to be. But maybe you could flip them if you do on the principle of not having unfair policies forced on the workforce. Um, right. Even if you're not unionized, that's what I would do is like. Maybe, you know, the guy down the hall who you think has similar viewpoints, you start talking to people. The The only way it's possible is if you have a bunch of people, like if you go in yourself That's and try to change thing. this policy, it's, it's not going to happen. happen. Every time I see all this, all these people with masks on, I'm like, if we all just decided to not do this, they would be powerless to prevent us, um, you know. Yeah, but it's all. It's all the divide and conquer stuff. It's like why we didn't even have a chance to play that clip from Australia. Did you see that health uh, official in Australia saying, I know it's in human nature to talk to your friend at the grocery store, but we really can't be doing that right now. Lecturing people about having a conversation and being friendly. They don't want people talking to each other because if we don't actually talk at the you know, the, the, um, then we the can't water organize. cooler or we don't actually yeah have lunch with each other or anything like that. We don't have those conversations where we go, no way. You think this is bullshit? I think this is bullshit too. Like when I went yeah. to that furniture store and we were all wearing masks because we all thought the, the rest of us wanted the other to wear masks until the lady said it was crap. And we're like, wait, we were wearing this for you. Why are you wearing this? I thought I was yeah. wearing it for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. how that happens. That's that's the way it goes. Yeah. Like so we good on on those questions. Yeah. Well, that's that's all set on uh, questions. And thank you, William. Good good luck with the situation. Um, okay. We'll just close up with a chat and call it a night. On Trovo issue, El Vaquero, Scott, Rob, Bob. Thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Etc. Over on D Live. Appreciate you as well. Let me see what's going on on Tippy Stream. I think we, yeah, we're all set on Tippy Stream. Did I read this AK-47, your face one, about Terry Davis, or was that a call? He called in. I don't think we got a chat from him. Oh, we did. As one of the spicy callers, no blonde, I'm not a fed. I subscribe to the Terry Davis School for Glow in the Darks. (laughs) Andrew says, don't do a crim degree. It's useless. Get something more general. I'm wrapping up my crim degree at the end of December, Mm. and it will be useless to me. I've changed jobs, and you most likely will to... Uh, hmm. Okay. I have heard that from people. Is it a criminal justice degree? Yeah, I guess. I don't know much about it. Thank you for the the info, though. 
Jack DDSN. If the kid wants to be a Navy nuke, he'll need to be smart and work hard. They'll eat him alive otherwise, assuming he even makes it through the school. I don't know. I, I know that I might overestimate the intelligence of our audience because they make me feel good about myself. But that kid, I think he's, I think he's going to be successful. Well, he's thinking about the future at a young age. That's, that's already a step ahead. Hmm. Seagram's Jin, uh, to the young sir, I think you should look into accounting. Hear me out. It will teach you critical thinking. It is well sought. It is a well sought background by feds. Um, it will help you run your family business. It's always useful anywhere. That's good advice. Hmm. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you like math and you like numbers, accounting is a very stable field. You make a lot of money too. Um, Furious Dan, my employer says we will be doing mandatory diversity training. I will not take it lying down. So do I one refuse anyway, come what may or be or to uh, do it and tear it apart in front of my coworkers. Oh, this is an impossible question. I mean, how much, how much do you need the money? Do you have family depending on your income? Are you a single guy? Are you good at being poor? Do you have a lot of savings? Well, he already says he's not, he says he's not taking it laying down. So he's already on the, like, I refuse to participate bandwagon, which I assume means up to and include, including his termination or severance. I would just refuse it. Well, if you're going to do the refusal, I like going out with the fireworks. He's talking about yeah. go to the meeting and just rip it. If you got but the you're balls less likely to, do to get it, man, fired if you just refuse it. You never know. It's just like the conversation we just had. You never know who actually agrees with you. That's and true. just doesn't really have that sort of stand up mentality that you're talking about. If you if you really uh, feel the courage to make that happen. You might be doing the the workforce, even if you don't stay with this place, you might be doing your coworkers a huge a service. Yeah, so I, I'd, I'd love to see you do it if you do. And um, if if anything happens, send us an email. Let me know what, what goes down. 3941602. Matt and Blonde, what are your thoughts on Norway's Olympic team crying sexism for being fined for not following uniform regulations in beach handball? I don't know what any of this means. I didn't even know that happened. I barely saw the story. Something about how they got fined for wearing... I think it was shorts instead of bikini bottoms Hmm. and then pink offered to pay their fines because they want to wear shorts instead of bikini bottoms. Uh, Why, why is it, uh, is it sexist because men can wear shorts, but not women? I don't know. Who cares? Nobody watches beach volleyball unless you're looking at chicks asses. That's, that's that's why they can't wear shorts. That's why they have to wear bikini bottoms. Rules are rules. No viewership. Otherwise deal with it. (laughs) Uh, Nicholas H the sleep thing gets better blonde. Just kidding. Oh, Oh no. My daughter's sleeping fine. I just had to wake up ass early this morning to get to the Denver airport so that I could travel all day with a toddler. Hmm. So my brain doesn't work anymore. I just want to go to sleep. Um, AK 47, your face, it's called the bell curve of intelligence blonde. Uh, Grug guy goes by instinct. Smart guy knows why he should follow instinct. Midwits get fooled. Yes. It's also called the Dunning Kruger effect. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a true phenomenon of intelligence. It's why you particularly can't trust people of average intelligence. You can trust the dummies and the smarties, no one in between. All right. Hmm, maybe I should stop railing on black people then. <laughs> okay. Knuckle hunky buck. I think compliance became intelligence around the same time. The diversity became strength. Not thinking for yourself became woke and pride became a virtue. That's well said. Yeah. Thank you well for the thoughts. Said. Um, Eric Burns Marsh. Uh, Matt, I'm shocked you didn't vet that story about the doctor. Medical hoaxes happen more frequently than you think signed. Neariah? I mean, I, we, I did vet it. I vetted the story, 
but I mm-hmm. didn't vet is she a real doctor? Like I just I I accepted it's so the brazen, premise, you know, that she's yeah. actually a doctor, which was I, I, that was a faulty assumption. But yeah, I didn't yeah. believe the story. Obviously, um, it's just the claim that she is a doctor is itself a story, and that's noted yeah. for next time. It is so brazen with her face and her her supposed name and everything like that. Yeah. Even I didn't think to question whether or not she was a doctor. Well, yeah, it said she was a hospitalist at hospitalist. Grandview yeah. Medical Center in Birmingham, I think. Yeah. So when I see specific field or specific type of doctor and right. specific hospital, I just took I just thought, okay, that 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 must be true. But I didn't look yeah. it up. I didn't try to find her at the hospital. No, I mean, I just looked into whether or not a hospitalist was a was a doctor. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is probably some bullshit administrative position. But alas, it's not. Um, mostly peaceful gun owner. Biden is just grumpy with female reporters because they won't let them sniff him. <laughs> he called one a pain in the neck recently. She's probably just too short to reach. Wow. Uh, yeah. President I did see United that clip. States. Bobby Collins. I hope that guy moving to the Hampton Roads knows it's pretty blue down there. Uh, watch out for the schools, bro. I'm sure he knows. Mm. I'm sure he knows what's up. It's got to be better than D.C. Yeah, well, uh, almost anything is. Gary Christensen, no relation. On the Sunday show, I super chatted a garbanzo bean joke, not realizing that I first heard the joke on your show just last week. <laughs> How embarrassing. Please forgive me for I've brought great shame upon the Christensen name. It's Although a good he, joke. I, oh, I, I, I thought something was weird because I was like, that's a very specific joke that we had heard before. But okay. Yeah. Um, and he's a fellow SEN Christensen, although he's he is on the latter half throughout. Uh, oh, yeah. So I don't know if that's a fellow Danish Christensen or what the origin on that is. But and as I've mentioned, I had there was a Gary Christensen in my family who was uh, quite the character, apparently. Mm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> some some sort of criminal in the past. I don't <laughs> think this is the same guy. It didn't sound too bad, though. The criminal. It was pretty bad. He shot a police officer. Oh, that's right. We had this exact conversation because <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, well, at least he wasn't a pedophile. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think he was a pedo, but he, he shot a cop. Yeah, but what did the cop do? Uh, he was he was driving. He was driving him, I think, to the police station or to jail because he was drunk. He was picked up drunk. Did he, he kill the, the police cop. officer? I might be botching the story if there are any family members listening right now. This is my understanding. I can't. I, I, the, God, I the hope police none officer, of your family members listen. To police officers uh, survived, I believe. I'll have to. Uh, my dad will know. My, actually, my parents are in the house right now. As soon as we're done You don't with the know stream. anything about this story. You don't even know if the police officer died. No, the police officer lived. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And um, we had an opportunity tonight, actually, because my parents are here. We were wondering, should we have like a, a parental cameo on the show? But uh, <gasps> but no, we opted not to do that. Even by voice. That'd yeah, be really it's not, cool. It's not going to happen. I, th- anyway. I think I'd like your parents. Um, Emily, Schurer they're, they're says, way too. Well, they'd be, they, they get spicy privately, but like if they were to talk to you, they'd be way too kind and polite for you to get any of that. Oh, they're, they're super nice. I only talked to them that one time when they wrote me an email and my husband was deployed and it would like brought me to tears. It was oh, so I didn't, nice. I didn't know. Oh, you had email correspondence. I didn't know that that, uh, you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that they had emailed you. Oh, yeah. They wrote me the nicest email. Oh, um, looking for them. It was it was lovely. Uh, Emily Shivers, I'm wondering what you would do, uh, what you would encourage your spouse to do if not pursue a degree. Thank you for helping me and my fiance from voting for Bernie <laughs> in primaries to Trump by-election. Um, 
I don't know. I'm always talking about the trades. Uh, yeah, trade school. Underwater we, welders make hella money, but it's um super dangerous. Are we Plumbing. speaking like female to male here? That's the premise. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Right. Oh yeah, maybe I read that wrong. Uh, no. Yeah. No, I think that I think you're right. Okay. What do you think? Uh, well, it's different. Like, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't encourage my spouse to pursue a degree, and it's it's I think it's different men to women than women to men. Right, but I think she's encouraging her husband. Yeah. What would I encourage my wife to do? Well, build a family together. Um, but yeah. we agree on that, and it, it's it's mm-hmm. I think it's different. If you're trying to build, if you want to build that sort of traditional family with, um, with husband breadwinner and wife caretaker yeah then that's kind of but I, I don't feel like encouragement is necessary that's the team that we built because we wanted to build that right so right. if you have to convince if you really have to convince about those roles you that there might be some trouble there if you're just talking about what career should be picked yeah um, like if you, i guess what i'm saying something it's not stable that you, i don't think you have to do certain roles to be clear but i'm saying you and your spouse should agree on the general structure of your, your family that you want to build. Because if you, if one person wants to take the left turn, you want to take the right turn, something's got to give and that's not going to be resolvable easily. So it's just, I just wanted to clarify on that. And decide how much you need him home to operate, you know, a home. Yeah. 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 Uh, that'll help you figure out how much he can be allowed to be away. Um, Holden Mulray, good discussion on shame. It does have a place. Blue Collar Logic did a YouTube video on it a while back. Matt, you mentioned op- objective moral- morality. What are your thoughts on existence of sin? God bless. Uh, sin as in just like, is sin a synonym? That's a good pun. Is it a synonym Hello. for immoral acts, basically? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I mean, if I believe that there are moral behaviors or moral ways to live, then there are also immoral ones. Um, if you want, if, if there, if that's synonymous with sinful, I suppose, um, I just, I don't know that I have a definition of sin in my mind. Do you think, uh, just, uh, in your, in, in your worldview, do you view immorality and, and sin as the same thing or are those different things? Yes, although I view immorality a little more broadly because I think you can be immoral in a more passive way. Like uh, I don't know like, that you can sin in your thoughts. Mm. I think you can only sin in your actions, but I, I do think that you can be immoral in your thoughts and your beliefs and your wishes. Hmm. Okay. Maybe... Uh, if my brain wasn't fried after two hours of streaming, I might flesh this out a little bit more, but we'll probably leave it for another time. Um, thank you, Holden, though. I appreciate the, the question and the thought. Uh, Justice for Poet says, Matt, do you rotate your tires every oil change or does that seem excessive? I do every oil change. We've had this question before. I remember answering this distinctly like a couple of months ago. And, really? Um, I, I swap out winter and summer tires, so I don't bother with tire rotations because I'm swapping tires seasonally. Oh, anyway. that's right. Yeah. Uh, and I think we ended up cause I changed my oil every 5,000, even though I don't necessarily have to, cause it's synthetic, but, uh, yeah, I get an oil change every five and I just, I swap out summer tires and winter tires every spring and fall. That's it. Okay, <laughs> thank, thank you for the inquiry. 
Uh, all right. Yeah, we're all set. Okay. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think we're good. Okay. Well, we will catch up with the rest of the week's news on Sunday. Certainly got to talk about this Capitol riot hearing because I, I couldn't get enough of it. And we'll probably have an entire show uh, just based on that. But um, I've seen some excellent hoax hate cases we'll talk about on Sunday as well. And um, man, someone just emailed me today. There are still more updates in the Molly Tibbetts case. That thing is far yeah. from settled. Yeah, it's really tinfoily though. Maybe we'll get into it. Anyway, we'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye.